He is going to drop the throw. Fires deep along the right sideline for Alec, Alec Pierce. Pierce. He's got it. Touchdown! Touchdown! Alec Pierce spikes it into the end zone. Touchdown! I-N-D-Y! A 32-yard grab over the shoulder snag. Everybody talks about my, I'm completely comfortable in who I am as a man, bro. I know I can lead men. I know I know the game of football and I'm passionate about it. I have no fear about, are you as qualified as somebody else? Bro, I spent 14 years in a locker room. I went to the playoffs 12 times. I had, I got five dudes in the Hall of Fame that play with it. You don't think I've seen greatness? You don't think I've seen how people prepare, how they coach, how they GM, how they work? I mean, won Super Bowls, been to two, like, here's the deal, man. None of us are promised a good job. I may be terrible at this. And after eight games, I'll say, God bless you. I am no good. I may be really good at it. I got no idea, but I dang sure ain't gonna back down. I can tell you that.
here's a great part about my career. I came in, nobody expected anything. I'm here, nobody expects anything. If it goes well, hopefully it'll go extremely well. But I have no uh, preconceived notion that I'm going to be some spectacular anything. I know I got to work hard, and uh, I'm you know I'm auditioning not only for this one, but for for 31 others, just like everybody else in this game. And and make no mistake, man, the job is win. And make no mistake, the job is win. What's going on, Colts Nation? How's everybody doing tonight? Uh, it's been a long week, man. I've been waiting for this episode all week, man. I was all feeling really week. good, man, until you had that sack montage going on. Man. Say, yeah, that, uh, that video kind of hurt to watch. Not so much of a hype video. I was, Listen, I wasn't I was going for a hype crazy. video, man. We went through the ringer this week. Yeah. All right? you just, I yeah. just kind of kept the feeling of it, you know. Yeah, man, I was a dagger to the heart. All, all, I, all I meant to do by making that video was show what led up to Frank being fired. It's all good. But speaking of that, let's get right into it. First initial reaction, let's get to the biggest news. Jeff Saturday being hired as the Indianapolis interim head coach outside of the building was not a part of the staff. He has been um, speaking with Ursay Frank Wright and giving us advice on what to do uh, with the team and some situations and stuff like that. What was you guys' um, initial reaction to that hire there? Man, uh, I'll go first. I, I mean, I think like most of us, I was pretty shocked, but then – what followed the initial shock after actually listening and kind of seeing where it's at, which by the way, total Ursa move, right? Just out of left field, completely seemingly random, but you know, it was revealed. There was some logic, some thought behind it, but uh, it might be not trying to sound like a foolish optimist. It might be exactly what we need. Someone that's not a super analyst, someone that can just fire the boys up and get them going. Like he's placing other people in these positions like Parks Frazier, who we'll talk about uh, to hopefully, perform and play calling and other things that he might not be great at, but he can be there to organize and lead this team. And I'm hoping that's what he's able to do with us. Thomas Royal jumped into the chat and says, Frank sucks. I'm pretty sure that's who he's talking about. And that's what led up to uh, Frank getting canned. And he likes Jeff being hired. What about you guys, Matt? I mean, y'all know, y'all know how I feel about Frank being fired. I've been asking for it for, uh, what two two three years now so yeah when it happened I, I i was at work i was like yo i gotta leave man i gotta go celebrate like i need to get some <laughs> shots or something bro i was like i can't be here man and everyone at work knew because i've been here for the last you know year a couple years and i've been saying every year we need to fire the guy so him being yeah. gone um it was kind of heartbreaking at the same time though you know it's one of those situations that's bittersweet because you know frank is one of those locker room guys um, the team definitely played for him. I agree that a lot of people are trying to say that the team, you know, gave up on Frank. I don't think that's true at all. I think I agree. I think that maybe some people might have, such as Hines, and that's why Hines got traded. Um, but I don't think really this locker room was not behind Frank at all. You know, I think they were there 100%. Frank's that guy that you want to play for. My thing with Frank this year is that he didn't have the energy that he used to. If you remember a couple years ago, that man was making the team squeeze oranges and saying, you know, things about, you know, let's bring the juice. Who's going to bring the juice? Things like that. He was always saying things to motivate the team. And just this year, you just never saw it. It just didn't, didn't seem like he was in it out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like this whole season, but um, yeah, that whole thing was bittersweet. I wanted him gone, but at the same time, (laughs) the way it was done with him getting a text message, or a phone call, whatever it was. I mean, that's stupid. Jim should have at least met with the guy. 
Now on to on to Jeff. Uh, yeah, that was surprising. I wasn't expecting that at all. Um, especially with the fact that we have, uh, what is it, two two people on our on our staff already that have head coach experience. <laughs> so right that that part can that part kind of blew my mind. But um, the other thing that confused me was I I didn't I thought by rule that in mid season if you fired your head coach it had to be in house hire. I I. I that's what I always thought because that's what everyone always did. Yeah. You know, no one, no one usually went outside of outside of the building. So, I assumed it, and that's when it blew my mind. So then I started trying to find loopholes, but I thought maybe it was because he was a paid consultant, but something like that. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. By the way, I thought like, I don't. Know, I guess because everyone always did it, you assume that's just the standard. But I think it also is the most logical, right? You want someone that's in house, which yeah, you could argue he's in house because he was a consultant, but. It's a weird situation. What but, about you, Damon? What, what were your initial reactions to the, the hire and the fire? The only thing I didn't like was the impulsiveness of it, um, especially when it came out that Jim called Jeff in the middle, in the of, middle of Sunday's the game. game. That's wild. That's – okay, we all wanted him gone. I did. Y'all know me. I was, like, wanting him gone a minute ago. Uh, but that did show a little bit of unorganization and unprofessionalism. Panic, even. panic, right? Uh, but what I like about it, um, and I like about a couple of the moves that's happened this week, is it really gives us a time to evaluate the roster. Um, I think that Chris's job is not safe. I'm going to be real with you. Uh, because I think by us bringing outside talent in to coach, keeping guys where they're at, that way they didn't shift so many pieces. I feel like bringing someone externally really gives us a chance to see what this roster can really do. Um, so both on the players and on Chris. And then at the end of the year, like if Jeff doesn't work out, okay, we, we know where we stand with a coaching aspect and a roster aspect as well. So I like the move overall. Um, I think it's going to give us a much better idea of where we're heading next year, both in the draft, both in free agency, multiple ways in the organization, because um, organization wise, I, I didn't really like, really like what I saw. Um, but overall, as the week's gone on, I, I've liked the decision a little bit more. So I'm, I'm I agree 100%. What I'm going to go ahead and go with what Kate said in the comments. She said the fans of the NFL are so ignorant about the reason to fire Frank. The negativity it got publicly along with the Saturday decision was beyond BS. Um, I think the NFL isn't so much as confused as to why Frank got fired. I think it's more of how it was done. Yeah. Well, not even just that. It was how it was done. Like, I'm sorry, but. The Colts organization, the fan base shouldn't have to answer for the Colts organization. So for one, I'm not answering for them, whatever, because everyone knows how I feel about how Jim Mercer handled this. Like what Damon said, he contacted Jeff on Sunday in the middle of the game. He called Frank on Monday morning at 1045 and fired him. So yeah. when Frank Frank goes to the, the, the building to empty out his stuff, that's when he meets with Chris. He doesn't. He never even meets with Jim. Jim doesn't meet with him. And then in the in the in the press conference after they announced, you know, Jeff Saturday, they, they were taking shots at Frank for doing his job the way that he has always done it analytically, yeah. you know, and when when Frank goes and meets with the meets with the press, all he says is, you know, I've got a lot of love for Jim. A lot of, you know, he, he takes the high road. If, I'm, if like I'm a professional, if I'm Frank, man, I'm putting every single one of them on blast <laughs> <laughs> like. You you put me on blast because I did my yeah. job analytically, how I was taught, you know, the way head coaches do things, and now 
you know, it's, it's a negative thing. Like, and, and then and we'll Jim again. We'll, yeah, we'll, we will. We'll, in Colts fashion, we will play him as he's an offensive coordinator for someone like Pittsburgh, and they're going to put around sixty us. points on us. Yeah, yep. he'll put up sixty points. The Colts will, and I, I won't be mad at him. Like after I that, be. I mean, I won't. It, it was um, it was definitely frustrating. Sixty points. I'm pretty no, sure we'll see a lot of uh, we'll see a lot of pass, run, sack. <laughs> Fun. It I was uh, I don't know if you remember if you remember Frank as an offensive coordinator. He did really well as an offensive. Give him give him an analytical roster. Give him the analytical analytical roster he needs. A running what, football team is not an analytical yeah, roster. I do, at I all. do, I do want to make a comment on something Damon said too. Damon said that Chris Ballard is not safe, and I agree one hundred percent. I think Jim saying that he is safe and he'll be back next year is a, is, is bogus, because to you know in in the spring Matt Ryan was going to be our starter for two yeah. years. That was words of Jim, right? The week before Matt got benched. Jim was sitting here saying, oh, Matt Ryan reminds me of Peyton Manning. Well, I'm sorry. Yep. Peyton Manning was never fucking benched, for one. So now, now now, he's benched a few days later after you say that. That's And 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 that's coming from everyone saying that a lot of that push was from him. He wanted Matt Ryan benched. And then he said Frank Reich, after Matt Ryan was benched, he said Frank Reich is safe. He's not going to get fired. <laughs> he played – I mean, Sam played two games and Frank Reich's fired. So it was like he's, 10, 13 days later and Frank Reich is fired. So what kind of word is, is Jim living tough. by? I find it kind of tough, the position that Jim is in, because like he said, he guaranteed two Super Bowls this decade, man. So I feel like I, I know it's kind of erratic how he makes decisions and whatnot, but I feel like he, he got to a point where he wasn't really trusting or liking the decisions that they were making. So no, just I agree. Like in the, and in you the can't Patriots blame him. Game, but I, I don't blame game, him. Like, I, like, that's what I'm saying. I'm not blaming I'm not blaming anybody in this circle. So whoever, Jim, what is what the Frank, only thing I'm whoever, saying is the only thing I'm saying is is if Jim needs to just stop talking because so yeah. far he's gone back he, on everything he said. Yeah, he's, just, no, no, he's, no, a, he's in panic totally. mode right now. He's scrambling and Chris, it. Chris hearing it, Chris hearing, hey, uh, my job's safe should not make him feel safe. No, not at all. And you could <laughs> tell it didn't. Yeah, so to that, that my initial reaction is I had three, so I was uh, <laughs> I was happy. Frank was gone. It was finally over. I was shocked that we hired Jeff Saturday outside of the building. And then the third one, I felt kind of bad for Frank just yeah. because of the way. Like, I always feel I bad. Mean, I always I think, feel uh, bad. No we all what. had the same type of uh, feeling towards it. Uh, the thing I felt bad for is that I, I don't want anybody to lose their job. You know? Nope. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the worst part of all of this. You got to see somebody lose their job, whether it's their fault, it's not. Somebody takes the blame. Somebody's not doing that well. At the end of the day, somebody's getting cut off of their their lifeline to feed their family, however they want to do it. Whether they get another job again or not, that's just not something I would ever sit there and act like I'm a fan of. Um, then the part with uh, Jeff Saturday, I slowly understood it that he's been a consultant for the team. So that part I kind of figured, okay, I could understand why you did that part. Um, the tough part was that having two head coaches, I did not see it coming at all. I felt like I was back playing football and I was playing linebacker position. Just took a crackback block. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I, I, it was a complete shocker to me. I did not even think at all that an outside hire would be the, the thing there. And then um, knowing Frank that was Frank was going to get fired, I mean, 
we talked during the game, and and I almost was pretty much just like he's getting left in New England the way we look on offense. I mean, you can't fire your offensive coordinator and basically sit here and act like he was the problem for how our offensive looked. Scapegoating. And then come out and have the worst offensive performance in the Indianapolis Colts history for the last 25 years. Um, (laughs) That was just – I mean – I mean, we all talked about it during the game. I know yeah. people on the show watching in, in the comments and whatnot probably didn't know, but it was abysmal. It, it was just awful. And our defense had us in the game the entire game. I think we had uh, we had uh, two forced fumbles, one we didn't get. Um, but uh, the defense held us right there, and it just, it just looked ugly. And Frank pretty much kind of cut his own lifeline, firing Marcus Brady the week before. And so I think just, for, same just for a reference, right, if we can get, manage to get zero yards in the first quarter, it'll be an improvement from last week's game. So that's kind of where we were at right now. But I so, almost feel like, like uh, my bad, one second. Um, I feel like if we could score like 14 to 17 points a game in the first quarter and not score another point, I swear to you, we could probably win every game. Like, don't lie. That's not like, even that's I, not even a lie because I'm, most I'm, of these games we're losing are by one score. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, one score, we're holding teams to like 20 or less. Imagine, can, imagine like, how comfortable Sam would be playing ahead. Yeah. Last I mean, week, geez. I don't – a lot of people – like, <clears throat> I got I watched the tape this week, and there were a lot of things that I saw about Sam that I didn't like. <clears throat> And but mm-hmm. it ultimately started with that first offensive play when he got hit by Judon, and it was a clear hit. I mean, Judon came in untouched. Yep. That that ultimately led to the way Sam played the rest of the game. So a lot of that blame can't be put on Sam. The holding the ball, you know, the the <laughs> he just didn't trust anything happening around him last week. So it, it was kind of understandable to see where he was coming from. He was young. He was getting beat up. You know. Um, All right. Um. Real quick here, uh, we just got a comment going back to it. Thomas says, uh, I think Jim probably freaking out because it's not going how he thought it would. So he's mincing his words. I honestly just uh, hope we can draft a QB this year. Honestly, um, Thomas, I agree. Uh, the tough part is, is we got we're, – we're clearly going to be some awesome pissed-off fans depending on which QB the Indianapolis Colts yeah. take. If they decide to go that route, some are saying that. Some people might want to wait next year for one of these other two QBs that, that could possibly come out. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we'll see. I just got a couple guys in mind. But, yeah, it's all going to depend on how we go about QB. And then uh, this is going to jump us into the next part that I want to talk about with you guys. Is Ash says now he's uh, back up tomorrow talking about Matt Ryan. Um, how are you guys still feeling about Sam and, and him being the starter going forward? Jeff Saturday is the person making all the decisions. That was our head coach. And if he feels so, he will make the change back to Matt Ryan if that's what he feels necessary. How are you guys feeling about Sam in that situation? I mean, that kind of goes to where I was <laughs> heading. Um, I think Sa- I think Sam could be the guy as long as Jeff can figure out how to pump points on the board early. I mean, yep. if we if we can, okay, not Jeff, but if Parks. So if Jeff can fix the the offensive line issues, I think this offense can flourish even with no matter what, whatever quarterback is playing. It could be Nick, Matt, or Sam. If the offensive line protects either one, Ashley, you know, <laughs> if, if 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 the O line protects either one of the three quarterbacks that we have on this roster, this this offense can be dangerous. We can succeed. Yeah, we absolutely. can succeed easily. And if we play from ahead, any of these quarterbacks are going to be successful. I mean, so honestly, if if they figure it out, 
right? If Jeff figures out the offensive line and Parks calls a good game plan tomorrow and Sam is playing from ahead, we're going to see what is to come for the next rest of the season, in my opinion. Obviously, we can't really hype up too much of what's going to happen tomorrow because of who we're playing, who's not playing for them. You know, they just had a, a, a linebacker retire this year, this week, and then they got Darren Waller's out, um, Hunter Renfro's Renfro's out, out. and Hunter Renfro's out. So that just leaves Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, and Josh yep. Jacobs isn't scary, so – he saw it. He saw and as it. much as and as much as the Raiders are supposed to be good this week, if you go back to maybe like September, and you sit here and say, "Ooh, look at uh week ten here coming up," you see I'd the Indianapolis Colts versus the Raiders. You're thinking, "Wow, these are two teams that people might say are dark horse Super Bowl contenders, yeah. or they might look really good." So they were. I mean, they were um, both. Both. I mean, teams. I mean, that's what I'm saying. But now you look at us now, and we're three, five, and one, underperforming, and, yeah. and two and six. So you're like, "Geez, this matchup kind of blows." So, but but yeah. here's here's the way I look at it too, man. Is we're not out of it. We're still not. Yeah, out of somehow, it. yeah, we're still three, three, three five, and one. A, um, three, five, uh, and one. We're two games behind Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee is overachieving, and yep. that's not even just coming from me. That's coming from every NFL analyst in football right now. They're the most overachieving team right now, and it's because they have a coach like Mike Vrabel. Yep. Right. 100%. So, Trev, uh, so Damon, what you guys' thoughts on uh, Jeff's going to ride? Jeff's going to ride with the young guy. Like I said earlier, like I think this roster this year is just an evaluation of the Colts moving forward. Why would you go back with Matt Ryan when we know what his his ceiling is? Truthfully, when we had all the pieces together, week one through two, week three, we still had JT on the field, Hines out there. I felt like we got to see his ceiling, which is very mediocre, above mediocre quarterback play, permit, <laughs> permit, you know, permit blocking, a running back we could hand the ball off to. So I think Jeff coming in, I think he's going to somewhat stay with the young guy just because I do think that's what Jim wants as well. And at the end of this season, that puts in this, puts us in the spot, okay, do we need to take another year to rebuild? Maybe keep Matt on the roster. Move on from Sam. Keep Sam running. So I think Sam's going to be the starter for the rest of the year. Yeah, I uh, I think we start Sam as well, like moving forward. And I think that's probably the best idea, but I don't necessarily assign – too much of the blame on Matt Ryan. I feel. I think it was Frank who said it originally a, a month or so back. Whenever it was, when he initially got benched, he said we, we did not hold up our end of the bargain. And he's 100% right. We didn't give him the O-line that he should have had. We didn't give him the run game that he should have had, probably because of the O-line, so on and so forth. So I think in a perfect world, right, where we get last year's offense with Matt Ryan, I think, I think he genuinely would have played a lot better. I think he would have flourished even. Uh, we'd be a lot better off than we were now. So it, it's it's hard to like pin it all on Ryan right now. Uh, I don't know where he fits with this team anymore, where we're probably looking at some sort of rebuild or reload or just trying to get ourselves back to that, whereas he's in his final years. He needs a, a playoff-ready roster if he's going to be able to play at all. You know, So I don't know where he fits with us anymore, but I do feel like the Colts as a whole kind of did him dirty. Yeah, yeah, it's been a uh, it's, it's a little tough one for me as well. Um, <clears throat> I like uh, Sam's ability to be mobile, um, and that's pretty much the difference there that I see there. I, I like what Matt Ryan was able to doing uh, to do outside of the fumbles. Yeah, I think the fumbles were just just too much. I mean, he was but when really he had a clean pocket, when he had a clean pocket, he could air it out. 
I mean, we saw him get Alec Pierce well, going a couple We times. also saw with some clean pockets. He, he threw some dumb interceptions yeah, like in 100%. the Jacksonville game. So it's like Matt Ryan wasn't necessarily making all the correct decisions, but I think with a better offensive line, he definitely would have looked a yeah. lot better. And that's the difference between the mobility right now. And then, I mean, as we could see against the Patriots, I mean, I remember even some people saying, hey, we should have put Matt Ryan in against the Patriots. And I told them, like, straight up, Matt Ryan would have been sacked 17 times. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's it, crazy. It was, I agree. Even worse. We, I, don't, I don't care who you put out there, who we had on the team. We were not blocking Matt Judon unless we could yeah. literally move Quentin Nelson every play to whichever side Matt Judon was on. And then even still outside of Matt Judon, we gave up six sacks. So. And- and that's something um, as well that it's Bill Belichick, first of all, and he is notoriously good at just murdering young quarterbacks. He's going to let you know whatever you are terrible at. He's yeah, he, he can exploit that. So I kind of expected that coming in, that he was going to give Sam a hard time. And, I mean, that's what happens. In the offense in general, we haven't seen <laughs> – this is the first week we're going to see just how much Frank had his hands in the offense truly itself. Nothing's going to really change from, I think, a play point play standpoint – play design, but I think play calling is going to look significantly different. We're going to mm-hmm. see, I mean, this Parks guy, that's, if there's anything I'm nervous about next week, it is just his play calling because I don't know what to expect. I mean, we'd like to say it can't be worse than Frank, can't be worse than Marcus, but we truly just don't know. Yeah, so don't know. That'd I'm be gonna, interesting. I'm going to real quick make a comment on this. She said, I want Dennis Kelly, or Ashley said, I want Dennis Kelly at right guard and Ryman at left tackle bench prior. So I'm going to make a comment on this because I've watched the tape every week this season, and it's not just Matt Pryor. And if you watch the tape from last week, Braden Smith and Matt Pryor both had no idea what they were doing. Whole right side. Quentin, Quentin Nelson was getting beat up man-to-man on the left side. I mean, if there's anyone who Quentin even Nelson held their own – yeah, if there's anyone who held their own last week, it was definitely uh, uh, who was it at left tackle? Was it Raymond or Dennis Kelly last oh, week? I think Raymond. it was Dennis Kelly. Yeah, one of them. They they held their own pretty well. Matt Junon went over there a couple times. He didn't get sacks when he went to the left side. Yep, I'll say that he was getting sacks from the right side, uh, <coughs> and it was ultimately from Matt Pryor not being able to, or Matt Pryor and Braden Smith not being able to swap off their blocks when Junon was was. <laughs> stunting on them, you know, yeah. the, but we saw that the week prior and the week prior and the week prior. And we kept saying that right side can't block the stunt. That's, <clears> that's, that's all that. I want to make a little uh, navigation here real quick. Uh, we got two comments. So Peyton uh, says we need Darius back. Shaq isn't cutting it. Yeah. We, people made some jokes about it. I, honestly, I say he's wish. I will say it's been tough. Dealing with his situation, I will say give him a break for right now, just because uh, the way everything went back. If he if he's in a position where, like even Matt said it the first week he came back, he looked slow. Yeah, he looked really slow. Um, and then I kept saying like we need to let him play, and let him figure it out because he was playing on a snap count. And me personally, I don't like snap counts for certain positions. If you're not in a play where you're gonna make an effect on the game every single play then you don't need to be on a snap count. You either need to be playing or you don't need to play. Right. And uh, when he said his calf wasn't firing, that's more of a concern for me. And I, I would rather have him rested. Our linebacking court is solid. And uh, I wouldn't want him to risk something because right now, from what I heard from his video that he put out, man, I hate to, 
to deter Colt fans, but it, it sounded eerily similar to our Andrew Luck situation. So um, hopefully he can he can take off the rest of this year and get back and get that get that figured out so we don't have to lose the guy with his type of ability because I'm telling you guys, with him being on the field, whether our linebacking court is diff- uh, good or not, there's just turnovers that he makes that we just don't get it's from other different. guys. So, yeah, he's um, a playmaker. This, 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 really, this really is an issue that the Colts have had for – Quite a while. I don't know. No. As long as I've Ever? been a Colts fan, yeah, at, at least. I want to say since they it, don't since, uh, started with Peyton's neck back in the uh, started with Peyton. Started with Bob Peyton's Sanders. Neck. Yeah, Bob, Bob Sanders. Well, I think Bob Sanders. He came out with injury, so that was kind of his issue. Well, Bob Sanders had that same injury <laughs> every time he got injured. That damn right shoulder because he hit so goddamn yeah. hard. At least that's what I say it was. Yeah, because that dude will pop you and that shit hurt himself. But, um, no, nah, man, it's like. Yeah, we saw it with Peyton with his neck, and then he he was gone, right? And then Andrew Luck just kept we, no hurt. no honesty about whatever was actually going on with Andrew Luck, and then and the hiding. And if you listen retired. to the, um, that Zach Kiefer podcast, he really explains all of it and whatnot, and they go back and forth and get the whole breakdown. Man, is it? I'm not. I mean, I want to tell you guys that shit made me sad, angry, pissed off. Like it gave you almost every emotion listening to to the whole Andrew story and you could put the blame wherever you want, but there's a lot of it where you're just like, I don't know who to put the blame on. Um, for a Everybody. while I was only blaming Grigson, but when you listen to that story, you know, there's a lot of blame to go around in that whole story. There's a lot on it. And, and, and that's a good <laughs> point, right? Like I didn't, I don't watch Zach Kiefer very much. Um, no, it was a podcast. podcast. Yeah. I, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't watch it, but I know that like, if you really look at it, from what I was understanding is that Chuck Pagano wanted offensive line. Um, Grigson wouldn't give it to him. But then Chuck Pagano still went ahead and wanted to run this downfield type offense, and it didn't make any sense to me. But that that's that's old news. We've all talked about that before. But then, you know, what Darius now is, is concerning because they we said that – Yeah, they said that his back surgery was supposed to be something that was uh, – a quick it was going to be a quick healing process he was only supposed to miss like camp and and preseason he was supposed to be ready by week one yep. he wasn't ready by week one uh he played part of week three uh broke his nose had a concussion was out uh <clears throat> and then comes back for what was it two weeks on a pitch count and now he's on ir yeah and it's, so- it's like on one side on one side we just have shit luck right but then on the other side at some point, you have to look at this medical staff. You have to look at the the trainers, whatever it may be. Like that's self evaluation that you have to look at and be like, are we doing everything in our power to keep these guys healthy and keep them on the field? Because it doesn't feel like it with how often this happens. I agree. I, it, I personally I didn't the, feel I like the, I call it the Peyton Manning curse. Whenever you let a legendary player go and it's not on their terms, yeah. I feel like every team that does that, they end up in a shit. Mood. I just don't think I don't think Darius should have came back. Because every every week he never commented on whether he was a hundred percent. Anytime he was doing some kind of locker room talk, he always sounded like he wasn't one hundred percent and that he yeah. didn't want to come back. But oh, the coaches, yeah, and the coaches were always keeping it up to him. And and if if any of you guys ever played, you know what that's like. The coach tells you, "Hey, man, it's up to you. If you want to play, you can play." I'm playing every single time. Every single well, time, maybe I'm sometimes playing. you shouldn't. Like maybe you need more time, but you, right. it well, kind see, of puts the pressure on him to be like. Yeah, I'm but the guy, as a player, that's the test. Yeah, but as a player, a player, yeah, player exactly. is gonna always be like, yeah, no, I think I can do it. 
And, and you admire that, but then at the same time, he goes and gets himself hurt even worse. So it's like someone needs to mediate there. That needs to be that trainer, that medical staff, whatever, that says, no, dude, you're not 100%. I'm not going to let right. you play until you are. Right, especially with how our linebackers are performing. Yeah, we're not getting the turnovers that Darius provides, right? But if you took – stellar. But if you – yeah, it's still stellar. And if our offense wasn't turning the ball over, we'd win these yeah. games even without those turnovers. No kidding. So – Really, I mean, Darius, the same thing with Jonathan Taylor. Do I think Jonathan Taylor should play tomorrow? No, I don't. Man, Why? Because he retweaked it. He retweaked it two fucking weeks ago. He didn't play last week. And who's to say that he's not going to retweak that shit again tomorrow? Clearly, his There's ankle no is not 100%. Two weeks does not make that much of a difference. It doesn't. Well, I mean, it depends on whether it's mild or not. I mean, he did have he did have a couple weeks off in and out, but either way, like you said, I mean, that it brings me to another situation. I'm terrified of. Let's get to that in one second here. I want to answer this from Kate because she said, uh, "Kate says uh, saw a meme that the Raiders are going to tank for picks." Oh, she did thoughts say that. on that for this uh, this week's game. So, Kate, is, I just right. want to point this out to you. So, anybody who thinks the Raiders should tank um, for picks. I'm just going to tell you now, Mike Mayock and John Gruden came in together as GM and head coach. Uh, can't remember the exact year, but I want to say it was 2020. Since then, they have had five overall first-round picks, and three of them have been cut. <laughs> and they can't keep them, anybody, dude. And two of them, they didn't even pick up their fifth-year option and pretty much have been released from the team. So if the Raiders want to go ahead and tank this week, by all means, all of us Colts fans will take it to get we'll a game it. behind Tennessee. Um, and so, uh, just saw that there, and just want to. That is a that is that is that's something we had talked about a little bit. I uh, appreciate like when we first got on, we're just chatting a little bit. Is that it's honestly not a bad matchup at all for Jeff Saturday's first game coaching. Like the Raiders are in a tough spot; they don't look good at all. There's considerations that they might be tanking. They're missing a lot of pieces, like. If any game you have a shot to kind of figure some things out, this is one of those games. So Yeah, so here's the thing, too, and I like that you say that because this is two things that I want to say about tomorrow, right? It's a trap game uh, for either us or for the Raiders. Either way. <laughs> either. <laughs> if either that makes sense. going to look like crap or somebody's going to get blown out. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, something's going to happen. Uh, it's not going to be pretty. It could either be like the Denver game or it's going to be – uh, a drastic blowout like the Patriots, but it could go either way, right? For yeah. either team, or it's just it's going to be something for uh, Jeff and Parks and Sam, where they figure it out together as a trio to be able to get this offense moving. Um, uh, and, <clears throat> in my opinion, man, Sam needs to be moving out of the pocket more. Last week we didn't move the pocket. Last week he yeah. just kind of stood in there. He was taking hits. Be the part without anybody who's really called plays and whatnot and then Jeff being an offensive lineman who's played with pretty much immobile quarterbacks outside of Aaron Rodgers but when he was with them they weren't really moving the pocket and stuff like that so I mean it's, it's going to be a really thing but, and, that, and that brings us to Peyton's uh Peyton's question down here it says in there's any possibility of a massive turnaround I do believe players will be fired up tomorrow but will that last? And just like you yeah. said, will that last? So I think a lot of the times we see interim coach <coughs> coach take over. Um, the next week they win. That one game. That first and week they it, win. And then it starts to fizzle out a little bit. So, uh, Peyton, just like I said before, if we could score 15 points in the first quarter, we'd, we'd, be probably, right. we'd probably go on a 6-2 to two run 
um, down a stretch here. But, I mean, it's just will that happen? I mean, we haven't – What I think we have, still haven't scored an opening drive no. touchdown. Uh, we haven't led going into a half. Um, Consistently winning games. <laughs> yeah, we haven't led in a fourth quarter. So, we suck. I mean, I mean, it's just a lot of those things that would need to change for us to turn around that. I, I think the biggest thing with us would be to get some damn leads. Yeah. And let the defense play. Um, yeah, if any of you guys want to comment on that, I would yeah. say I wanted us to jump to JT let's, after let's look, this real quick. But, yeah, if any of you guys want to comment on that real let's, quick. Let's go ahead and compare it to the only other team who's fired their NFL coach, their head coach, uh, this season. The Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers. Who just lost There's, on, uh, if you nope, guys haven't seen, they, they just won. lost on Thursday night. Uh, they won on the, Thursday night. They won. They won. Or no, oh, yeah, they beat the – They um, destroyed Dallas. Atlanta. Yeah. So, didn't they lose – they lost last week to the Bengals, though. So they Yeah, but that's the Bengals. That's a yeah. super contender. <laughs> yeah, so they won their first game after um, their head coach got fired. They lost to the Bengals, and they just beat the Falcons. So, they went 2-1 and one since their coach has been yeah. So, and they even lost Christian McCaffrey. So, even yeah. for them to be able to figure it out with the lack of weapons, whatever, you know, Robbie Anderson's gone, Christian McCaffrey's gone. They're on an interim head coach and they're still performing. I don't know if they're performing better than they were, but I know they're, they're it, it, not. It, is, it has been better because they've they're been not the, Mayfield. Yeah. yeah they're not the. Say, I believe they're, they're still not, starting PJ. Yeah, they're not the laughing stock of the NFL like we are right now. And yeah. tomorrow is is important for us to get out of the laughing stock of the NFL. Yeah, because we're now back at 32nd um, with 14.7 points per game. Um, nice. And so that brings me to the next thing I want to talk to you guys about because uh, I'm actually pretty terrified about our running back situation. So as you guys have know, we've traded Naeem Hines. Um, we've now brought back – uh, our old guy, uh, Wilkins. 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 Um, then we have uh, Moss that we just traded for, and we cut Philip Lindsay. So our running back situation right now is Jonathan Taylor, who's coming off of an injured ankle, who practiced all week, but we don't necessarily know how he's holding up. He wasn't really seeing holes well. I think it was more his trust in the offensive <laughs> line to – um make those plays, but his ankle hasn't been good all year. And then he had a knee. Um, then Jordan Wilkins is our, our number three slash two. I don't know if it's him or Moss, but that's our running back situation right now. And I really personally don't like it because the one thing that we were supposed to have on this offense is supposed to be a running game. So if we're depending on a pretty much a first year quarterback and our receivers I don't know what you guys thought on that situation. So, so I think I think you're way, liking the way this offense. I think you're being I think you're being a little pes, pes, pessimistic, if that's yeah. the word, uh, about the running room. Because for one, uh, I can I can get being pessimistic about Zach Moss. Um, he's close to being on the Buffalo Bills practice squad before they traded him to us. Um, but I would say that I'm okay with Jonathan Taylor and Jordan Wilkins. Um, we've all seen Jordan Wilkins perform. And I was confused when we let him go the first time. Yeah, because he's good for a two-yard gain or a twenty-yard gain, and nothing but, in between. Uh, <laughs> and, and, yeah, but but he'll turn but as your third running back. But 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 here's the thing: he was doing it on those fourth and ones or those fourth and twos, and he was turning those those fourth down plays into twenty-five yard conversions. <laughs> here's my question: 
here's my question. How do you go from the beginning of the season having the best backfield in the NFL? Sure. The best, maybe second, to having the worst backfield in the I NFL. I don't think we do. Here, well, I have my I hand raised. Have, well, I have my uh, hand raised. Can I finish? Can I, can I finish? Oh. Yeah, go ahead. Thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. We, I, we, I thought you were done. <laughs> if Okay, if JT's hurt, if JT's hurt, which he is hurt, I don't think he needs to play. Facts. That's facts. That's my question. Look at our running backs. Yeah. Who? Wilkins? It's either Wilkins or Zach I thought we was. I thought we were good with the depth with JT, Deion Jackson, Phillip Lindsey. That's when I thought our depth was really there. I mean, we just brought back Wilkins. And then Zach Moss is, like you said, I mean, this guy was about to be on the practice squad damn near. And now he's about to be maybe our second, third string back, and we're probably going to have to split carries if JT isn't. Completely healthy. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm basically. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. Healthy because I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say one name, and this is gonna lead into what we what we also wanted to talk about tonight. Parks Frazier, right? And a lot of people are questioning what his play calling style is gonna be. And I'm gonna say this. He's 30. What do you think his play calling style is gonna be? 50 passes. No. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here, dude. Get out of here. So. I that's, think it's going to be a bunch of downfield balls. Nope, I think it is. Nope, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. If you look at young, if you look short, at young, short, short runs at, or forty yard passes. No, you guys are so pessimistic. It's ridiculous. <laughs> a young guy, a young guy calling an offense. I man, a young guy who's going to be calling the offense like Parks Frazier. Man, I could see that guy doing read options all day, the way we're supposed to be doing it with Sam Ellinger. Not 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 what Frank was, was doing. Yeah. With this whole, you know, sit in the pocket and throw the ball with Sam. <laughs> He's going to be using Sam the way he should, yeah. man. You got you got to play to this guy's strengths, right? Like, we've seen he can be mobile. Like, he, he is faster Bro, than I expected yeah. him to be. He's mobile. Like, he can uh, – the, the one play with the uh, – Montez Sweat was running him down. And he kind of plants, turns, and then goes the other way and still completes it to JT. Like, he has that escape He didn't complete it. <laughs> it was he, incomplete. He not, <laughs> wait, still, he got away from the sack. You yeah. Know what I'm like, he has that mobility, that escapability to move around there. And we need to we need to play to that instead of just trying to trying to run him like he's Matt Ryan. Like, that doesn't work for us. We need to stop. So then yeah, here's I a good just, question. It's just me, personally. I'd just rather have a, a healthy backfield. You know, I'd feel way more comfortable. Yeah. At, least if, at least if I knew JT was 100%, then I could really care less about the other guys so, in the back. Because they they give them a breather for maybe five plays a game. Yeah, it's just the the tough part Agreed. is like not knowing the play caller. You know, Jeff Saturday is gonna run run the ball, and it's just like, is JT gonna be healthy? That's just my real question. If he's healthy, also, yeah. I'll, I'll trust I, everything we got going. I also don't like um, DJ being out. If DJ was on the field, yeah, at exactly. a different field. That's a Man, different field. It's JT and DJ. I'm good. That's I want to go I ahead and oh, hold on, hold move on, to on. this comment and welcome wait, wait, wait. Daniel on here Matt, real quick. Matt, before you do that one, go to Peyton's other one up there. Right. <laughs> so Peyton said, I, well, I guess Reich was right Sorry, about Daniel. drafting Hines for uh, <laughs> fantasy. He has Josh Allen thrown to him now. That's good. And, uh, I just want to say um, Naeem Hines was on the field for about three plays in his first game with Buffalo. Zero fantasy Josh, points. And now, Josh Allen, and now Josh Allen has an elbow to his throwing arm. Yeah. And he's playing injury, tomorrow. So. I mean, and so he's it's, playing, it's, so yeah, so it'll hit you real quick there. Uh, but All right, yeah, now we're gonna we're gonna uh, go ahead and go to Daniel because it's a new name on here. So I know I know we've got. I think Peyton was a new name today. Yeah, we got a. Uh, so Chad we're getting some good. Too. We're getting some good. Hey, thanks uh, some new for viewers watching, here, man. And we, I do want to send out it. some love and appreciate everybody coming out here. Get your friends to come out and watch, man. Absolutely. We like bring and subscribe. 
Hey, the, uh, for real. So real quick, uh, bring your drinks every time. All right. I'm always here with a bottle. Uh, I'm pretty sure DeMarco's always there with something. He's always got some beer. Damon just sits there with a blank wall behind him. <laughs> <laughs> but Damon's my man. But okay. So just so everybody knows, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. <clears throat> we are currently streaming live on all four of those at the end of every episode. Usually on Sunday, because usually after the show, I'm kind of tired. I won't go to bed. Um, yeah. But uh, usually on Sunday morning before the game comes on, I take the audio game and I upload it on Spotify so that you can actually go ahead and listen uh, to us when you drive to work. So if your friends miss it, tell them, hey, listen to this. Go on Spotify, look on Kickin', Kickin with the Crew, and it's, it's always good, man. Uh, we love to talk to the comments. So having all of you guys in here just kind of – awesome. It keeps the show going, man, and we love it. So bring more people in here. So to go with Daniel, uh, he says, youth is on our side. Let's go Colts. I'm pleased with the move. Definitely not a traditional move, but seemed like the smoothest move to get the team off the shitter. And I actually agree. Um, I think given Parks uh, the chance to call plays is kind of – it's unorthodox to me. Uh, he yeah. was an assistant quarterback coach, but I think it could be – I think it could pan out because he's the guy that worked with the quarterbacks the most. Right. So he knows what these guys want to do. Should know, should know their strengths and weaknesses, right? Should right. know how to play them. Uh, I mean, even yeah. if we do end up going back to Matt, which I don't see that happening. I don't hope it happens, but – even if we do, like that's something he should be able to understand is the difference between those guys and how to operate with them. Just right. like, uh, just like you said about play calling, um, another new comment or another new person in the chat is Chad. He says, uh, screens and quick short passes. Um, uh, yeah. So, um, that's what I'm hoping that, for. That, yeah. I mean, that's what we've <laughs> been hoping for all hope? season. So, Bro, I mean, last I week, I mean, last week we called screens. zero screens. Exactly. Yeah, zero. With the amount of pressure we took, we called zero screens. If we None have of us are professional callers, play callers, but all of us have sat here and watched these Colts games and we're like, how are you not slowing down this pass rush with quick passes and, and, and screen game and stuff like that? So hopefully we will see some of that. I think that's something that Matt uh, alluded to, that we will see a young play caller come in and want to run the ball. Get the ball out quick out of his quarterback's hands. Should see some screens. Uh, I mean, honestly, it's like tough to even think that we even have a screen package when you think about how many we've run outside of the ones to Michael Pittman Jr. and wants to pair stumble. Um, so hopefully we do see that coming to the game a bit. Which and, and by by the way, I do want to hop on this. Uh, I didn't say it earlier when we were talking about the running back room, uh, but you mentioned it here. I think all of these guys, what they do have, even though a lot of them don't have a lot of experience playing or whatever the case may be, they're not big names uh, and there is some some questioning there. But I think what we've seen from each of these guys in one instance or another is when they can get to the second level, all of these guys have explosive ability. So when they can oh, they get these blocks, they can mm -hmm. take off. Like they have the physical ability. Uh, obviously, JT's the man. Like we saw that last year and we just need him to get back healthy. But beyond that, these other guys that are arguably practice squad guys, right? When they can get to that second level, they have big playmaking ability. So we just need to set them up with those opportunities. Exactly. Agreed. All right. So let's uh, go ahead yeah, and yeah, these comments because there's a lot comment, of them. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with to say that comment from Peyton there. Um, if you don't mind, Matt, if I could answer this one because I, I really like this question or or, yeah, or the statement here. He this said, is uh, what I was trying to say. <laughs> I feel like the whole NFL needs a change when it comes to coaching. Recent years, there was a small stint of that with Kingsbury and McVay, but it really stopped at that. Um, so actually, uh, I just want to let you know, Peyton, um, if you didn't know, uh, the Vikings coach 
um, that just got hired. He was also another young coach. I can't. I'm, I'm blanking on his name right off the top of my head here. Kevin right O'Connell. Here. Yeah, Kevin O'Connell yes. was, was actually hired. McVay. He was in, he was from the McVay tree. He was actually a younger hire. Um, I think the tough part is is just like uh, if you think about anything that goes on in the NFL, anytime it works, even if you think back to the the Philly play, the Philly special yeah. that goes around. This is a, a, a um a week to week league. It's also a see something and want to buy into it league. So anything that works in the NFL, you're going to see other teams jump on and start trying to do that really quickly. Just like with McVay, everybody wants the next young, innovative coach that can make quick decisions, great on offense, and then use whatever analytics or whatever they use to try and get their it, team. Uh, and everybody wants Sirianni. Let's be real. He's the guy that we let walk that kind of wish we had him now, you know what I'm saying? Because you remember a couple of years ago, we used to question, what the hell does Sirianni even do around here if he's not calling I mean, I've questioned well, that for any offensive see. coordinator for Frank. <laughs> yeah, now we see, like, Sirianni's the man. Uh, but everyone's looking for that, you know, that young coach that can step in and, and take a team and just because, run with them. Because young Matter coaches, the, young coaches have a different have a different mentality to coaching. Yeah, They know how to get that, that, that uh, you know, the, the powerhouse type offense to go. They know how to put points on the board. They know how to use the new generational style players, right? And then you got coaches like Frank or these older guys like Bill Belichick who are struggling to get players to, to you know, put points on the board the way they should be. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's like crazy. they're playing catch up with the analytics almost. Like they're right. trying to stay in step with these guys. Well, the younger coaches don't right. look at analytics as much. Is, right. is they know I when to when to do it. They I just like. do it. They just do it. They're aggressive. So I want to answer Wait, Chad did real you quick. Ch- did you want to chime in on the coaching uh Hires there. How's this been going? Amen. Yeah. I mean, we forgot Cincinnati. We forgot Miami. Yep. These are mm-hmm. other two oh, teams. Yeah. I mean, hey, that, that's true because Mike McDaniels is definitely my favorite head coach, bro. I love that dude yeah. with a passion, look, bro. And look at this. And, and, and these rosters of these teams, they have pretty skilled wide receivers, average mm-hmm. offensive lines, pretty decent. I mean, these, and, and just look how much coaching can elevate and change a roster. Yes. At the beginning of this season, we thought Tua Tagalavoa was going to be the worst quarterback in the league and not being able to get five, 10 passes off. Like a <laughs> He's an MVP candidate now. <laughs> and this guy's throwing from three, four, 500 yard, three, four, five touchdown games. So I do think coaching is moving in that direction. And you're going to see guys like <coughs> Belichick's, the Frank Reich's, the Mike Tomlin's of the league. I think you're going to watch them kind of trickle out. Yep. And then, uh, Matt, before you get to that comment that you want to get to real quick, I just want to say something that Daniel said here. I think this is huge. Uh, Daniel says here, trust instinct and make it personal. And a lot of the reason why I think that's why Jeff Saturday is into the building. He's not going to be one of the huge analytics guy. Yeah, he'll hear it. But like he said before, he's a lineman, bro. When you work hard to get those points, when you get down there, you're going to get those points. Um, you're going to take those points and then you're also going to, you know, you're going to try and, um, not use analytics, and you're going to go with your gut on some stuff. But, yeah, go ahead, Matt. All right, so I'm going to answer Chad. Chad says, bringing Saturday in, I'm hoping we'll motivate and set a fire under the offensive line ass and get them playing in a sequence, not this folding offensive line we have seen in further or in uh, seen from an exposed, expensive offensive line. Uh, There's another comment in here, too. I think he also said this whole season we've been let down. A lot of teams are playing like trash. I'm trying to catch up on some of these comments. And then he also said bringing an offensive, an all-pro O-lineman to a team that's an O-line is being pushed around. Um, so, I, I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that, that Jeff just comes in and focuses on fixing the offensive line. Yeah. 
We, got also, we also got a new uh, person in the chat. We got Joseph, oh, Joseph Daywalk. Daywalk. Let's go ahead and pull his comment up here real quick. <clears throat> welcome, welcome. I am super excited for this game tomorrow. It's a new start, and Jeff is going to make changes. Man, I'm excited. So. I'm excited, and I'm scared at the same time because it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like seeing a dark tunnel in the middle of the night, and you don't know what you're walking into. You know, like, I don't know if anyone played the new. But I'm, this is going to be a weird Jim Ursay type metaphor, right? Uh, if anybody I'm played the sausage. new Resident, <laughs> no. no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's played the new Resident Evil uh, Village. Uh, yeah. I, I like the game. So I played it right in that first scene uh, or the first time where you actually get to play. You're, you're, uh, the ambulance is wrecked and you're walking into this woods. It's dark. All you have is a flashlight. You're hearing things all over the place. You got no idea what's going on, man. And you're just hearing things. That's what I feel like I'm going into tomorrow, bro. Like it's that's the no idea what's going on. My heart's pounding. I'm just like, what's going on? You know, that's a really good point. But for me, I think I look at it this way. So it's like if you think about any other team in history that has ever went down this route. So right now, if you look at like the Pittsburgh Steelers, who just haven't been good, and it's like, oh yeah, we got no upside. Oh yeah, now we got TJ back, but we still suck here. If you look at some other teams through history, like the the Owen 16 Lions or the Browns that just were terrible. You know, with them, it's like, you know what your team's going to be each every, and every week. At least for us, it's like, okay, damn, the Colts are falling off and we get into this hole. And the next thing you know, we make some huge change. And it's like, okay, I got something to look forward hey. to now again on Sunday. And that's that's kind of how my, my mind kind of runs with this. Like, <laughs> hey, let, let Damon answer this real quick. Let Damon answer this real quick. So I love this, right? Because this is an inside <laughs> joke for this show. For, for the years, last, like years, man. When we first started, someone pulled that footage. COVID, someone bro, has got to was... pull that footage of me saying Ashton Doolin is the luckiest man on the planet oh, because bro, we... I verbatim said that. <laughs> we we legit. So I I we know that D wasn't you, here. D wasn't here, right? He wasn't on the show yet. And we did our fifty-three man roster pick, right? This was the year of Philip Rivers. We did our fifty-three man pick. <laughs> the first person cut on our show was Ashton, Ashton Doolin. Doolin. <laughs> For everybody. A- everyone For everybody. agreed oh, Ashton Doolin was the, a goner. No one, and we were all wrong. The, no one hated on it. Just everybody agreed. Yeah. Ashton Doolin's gone, so everyone's pretty He's hyped. the man now. He's good. Because yeah. we wanted DeMichael Harris, remember? Yeah, we, we did. On the team because we're like, oh, he could do it. Oh, he's a dog in the open field. <laughs> and what do you know? Ashton Doolin is a guy that we need on our roster for we need multiple him. positions. We need him. <laughs> we need him, bro. You should see how much I use him in Madden. That dude is one of my top receivers. It goes to show, right? Maybe maybe Chris Ballard's job isn't as easy as we'd like to make it, right? Like, we would not be making those calls. Uh, the Chris Ballard makes it more difficult than it should be, in my opinion. <laughs> Probably so. Uh, we got Chad here. He says, uh, do you guys expect to see Matt Ryan tomorrow at some point? Tomorrow? I'm just gonna say I hope not. Yeah, yeah if we see too. him. If we see him tomorrow, that just means our offensive line is looking awful, uh, and we're probably down by 20. And it's gonna get worse because he's Matt a Ryan tree. Can't move, and he you can't got move. Chandler Jones and Max Crosby coming yeah. after this place. So, so hopefully hope not. not. And then we got another question here from uh, Peyton: Is is Jeff there to report who are bad apples or find out what's needed? Wow, mm. I like the hiring. Very that's, interesting to me. Can I answer that? Can I answer that? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Go ahead, man. I think that's a media twist. All right. I, I honestly think that people are just trying to find the story. And yeah. I don't I think agree, that's it, though. man. Because if I know if I know Jim Ursay, and we all know Jim Ursay, 
we all know Chris Ballard. If if Jim wanted to tank, we would have started that in the preseason, right? We would have we wouldn't have gone into the season trying to win games. We wouldn't have. Y'all saw it in 2011 when we were tanking for Andrew yeah. Luck, right? Uh, you you also I don't know. According to Pat McAfee, nobody in that locker room was tanking. No, the players never do. So the He's players not, they're not going to admit it. They're not going to admit it. They're not going <laughs> Yo, to. I, see, we were, see, I would agree if it wasn't Pat. I swear to God. I feel like if Pat felt like the team was tanking, he would say, hey, we were so, going to try and get Andrew. So I can't, I can't talk much about that, right? I was in Afghanistan. I didn't even watch that whole season. I just know that we went. Didn't miss I, I watched it, and I every week I came to my calendar and I put L. We won the last two. We won the last two. Two out of three. Two out of Daniel Lossky brought our season alive. Yeah. I was it's crazy. Saying, I was there, it's crazy. But, but yeah. I'm just saying, man, I, I don't think I don't think that's why Jeff's here, man. I really think that and I'm I'm being optimistic. I think Jim and Chris both think that the major issue in this offense <laughs> is the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And they didn't think any other way to fix it than to bring in Jeff Saturday, who's an all-pro. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to piggyback off of Matt, what Matt said right there, but I'm kind of going to um, deter the statement there uh, when you say bad apples. I honestly do not believe there are any bad apples in this locker room. Um, the issue was is that, just like we talked about in the beginning, Jim spoke on the phone with Jeff Saturday and asked him, what the hell is going on with this offensive line? Why are we on pace for 63 sacks this year? And, of course, Jeff being an offensive lineman probably has some answers, and I think that's what brought it to from him being a consultant to him thinking, hey, you can come in here, you can lead men, you can help us fix this offensive line, and that's what started this hiring process. And then pretty much Frank kind of wrote his own obituary with how we came out and had negative two yards, which was just (laughs) completely crazy because you should be able to run the ball for more than that, so. So I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure <laughs> talking about Paris Campbell as the Daniel. Astrid I gotta Lord. get on you, my guy. Leave Paris <laughs> at Paris is my guy. Uh, I'll let you take I've this been one. <laughs> so, since he came into the league, I'm telling you now, Paris Campbell put the ball in his hands. He's gonna go crazy. So, Paris Campbell. I mean, if you want to cut the guy, I think that's just crazy because he was going to go somewhere and go off regardless. Yeah. And if you look at this, I don't think that's what he means. Oh no, hold on, hold on. I don't think no, that's no, what no, he's he was, asking. No, he, he, no, he was talking about you guys' reference to Ashton Doolin being the first one cut. So that's what he was talking about. And no, there's no or maybe way. or maybe the wide receiver we needed. Oh <laughs> uh, well. I mean, well, we maybe. did talk about a lot right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, stuff, but I'm, 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 I'm guessing it's the, on the cut side. But I'm just telling you now. Only reason Parrish Campbell haven't went off this season is because our inability to, to play offensive line <laughs> yeah. and quarterback. Parrish Campbell, literally, if you looked at some of his games that he had this season, and when he's yep. been healthy, all the I've been saying it for a while. All this guy needed was health. I mean, he's had some of the most crazy, sporadic injuries that just come out of nowhere. And Paris Camp is healthy, makes us better. Hey, uh, so we have another uh, new new commenter. Hey, Brett, thanks for following and uh, watching. Make sure to follow, subscribe on Twitter, uh, yes, Facebook. Sir. We're also on IG, uh, Twitch, YouTube, and Spotify. Uh, we're on all those, so go ahead and watch. Uh, rumor has it Frank is back with Philly. That is not confirmed yet. Uh, I saw that rumor today. 
Um, I think it was just another reporter trying to find a story, thinking that Frank's going to go back and you work for Nick Sirianni. Uh, well, do I mean, you, if, if you let me finish. <laughs> 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 no, I just wanted to ask because I thought the question is kind of like, do you really think Frank would go go from being a head coach in Indy with Sirianni as his, his assistant. <laughs> right, right. I was getting there. Yeah. See if you would have let me finish. I was oh, about to I'm, I'm, My bad then. See, yeah, me and you do, we be we be doing that. Sometimes we'll think the exact same thing. Sometimes we think the complete opposite. So my bad. I was really just about yeah. to say that. I don't think Frank's going to work for Nick Sirianni after Nick Sirianni worked for Frank Wright. Like, dude, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it'd be weird, but like, I'm with you. he's not, he's not that I'm egotistical guy. Like, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, right? Hypothetically, if Sirianni offered him that position or offered him some kind of job, I think he's humble enough that he'd take it, and he he I think so he would too. go because he just wants to be part I, of a team, right? I I don't think he's that egotistical guy. It's like, oh well, you are my OC. I can't work for you. I don't think I don't think that even crosses mind. I don't think yes. Philly needs him. No, I don't either. I don't. I don't think this happens. I'm just saying hypothetically. See, my thought process would, would be is like, why would I go back to to go back to a lower step? Not really ego thinking, but thinking he's gonna have said, to. He's when he spoke with um in his name. He spoke with the reporter and he said, I yep. want to be a head coach again. Yeah. He's probably going to go and be the head coach in Carolina. Nope, 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 nope. Hold on, hold on. Stand by. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Sorry, this is stop. This is stop. It's fine. Time out. Go ahead. My kid's deaf and hard of hearing, so I just like signed you to stop. Um, uh-uh. Chargers. Char- no way. Do you think that any hurt. of those teams hire him, though? Oh, oh that Oh, no. The char- if, they, if the Chargers get Frank right, they they're about to fire him, dude. I'm telling you, by by the, the, the if there's oh, any coach that's, that's going to be fired on that Black Monday when it, all them damn coaches get fired, it's be Brandon Douchebag yeah. Staley, Mr. yes, Computer he's going to get right fired. I and who better to I, hire? Oh my God, Frank Reich is the Chargers. Oh my God, dude! Justin I'm Herbert a, and Frank watching Reich. that game of Justin Herbert Austin Eckler, killed Naheem out Hines getting used. Austin right. Eckler, Man. Mike Williams. Oh my God, Keenan dude. Allen. And then if he could just he just find a defensive coach to fix that defense, dude. Bro, yes, uh, they have got I'd be over there. I'd be. I hurt. mean, I don't hate it. I just feel like any way this guy. <laughs> I, see I, I feel like every time I think see, he's got comments. You I see think a head got coach get fired like this. I think they end up. Having to go OC or something before they before they become a head coach again. I don't know if anybody's willing to put him back in that position just yet. No, Frank uh, did on, not on, have head on. coach experience. Hold on, Frank did not have head coach experience. Um, he was the offensive coordinator for the Chargers. He got fired, um, and then he got hired as the offensive coordinator Eagles. for Philly, and then he uh, won the Super Bowl, and him. then we hired him. Yeah, and he was a quarterback so, no, coach for us too at one time, right? Way back, uh, yeah. way back in the day, he was a, a, a um an intern. He interned. I think I think he started back. with us. Yeah, it is his career started with us after he was <laughs> done playing. He came over to us as an intern. And then, uh, and then, uh, my guy Daniel in the comment here, he says he loves Parrish Campbell. He's been a game changer. He's going back. He's going back to the flack he's got. It was on the cut side. So yeah, he was saying the cut slide on yeah. that, but he does love Parrish Campbell. Yeah, I mean, we all had the same ideas. Matt said at the beginning of the season, he he's always been getting at me for my love for Parrish Campbell just because I thought the guy could go off with the ball in his hands. Right. And then also just our receivers as a whole, they were just unproven. And I, I've had faith in this receiving core and just in their ability. So, Daniel, you're yeah. not to blame. Everybody has their, their you know, their we're, own. Yeah, we're all they think and see. We're not all going to have the same idea. But for sure, dude, with the ball in his hands, I think. I, th- 
I think too, like we've all been kind of waiting for a year where Campbell feels like a steady option. And I think this year he's finally, I mean, the offense is dog shit. Like the offense <clears> sucks, but when we're able to actually air it out or get the ball in his hands, I feel like he's shown that he can be a steady option for us. And that's what I've been waiting for with the guy. Now I'm, I'm all in, like I'm ready to keep him on the team and move forward with him. I had him as my receiver one before this even season started. Really? Um, until, you know, just kind of offense just dwindled out of there. Yeah. I have him as a strong three right now. I, I've Pittman one, obviously. Pierce, I think, is going to be our two. I, I really like what I've seen from Pierce. And then I think Campbell is a, a steady three slash a, a slot option that can kind of move around for us. And I like that. I, we could move forward with that and I'd be happy. Yeah, I, just, I had him as the number one because I figured that he could go off for about the same yards as Pittman, but would have more touchdowns. Um, or not more touchdowns, but about four less touchdowns. So I had Pittman sure. at about uh, big yardage guy. Yeah, exactly. And so that's what I thought. I thought because of the fact that he could do everything, you could run him in the slot and, and, and run the ball with him. Um, he could play the X. He was a speed guy. So I just thought our offense would look a lot better. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, um, to answer Ashley, I think Doolin is going to be probably the fourth wide receiver. Um, it's it's going to be Pittman Pierce. Uh, Paris, rotational and kind of guy. Yeah, um, and I think if you go back to. Uh, go ahead. Uh, uh, no, uh, Brett. Brett has said here, if you remember, Frank was aggressive coach in Indy in first year. Yeah. Um. So if it, Brett, if you think back, so this is why I said Frank wrote his own obituary in, uh, in uh, what was the game we played before New England with Washington? With Washington. So it was the fourth down call. And even Rick Venturi, I don't know if you guys listen to the Colts Roundtable. Every week. Coach, um, me and Matt do consistently listen. I don't know if everybody else does. Um, but basically, there was the call to go forward on fourth, fourth in like inches in our own territory. Yep. And Frank chooses to punt the ball instead of just going for it and trying to end the game. Yeah. So and then he blamed he it on not, he blamed it on never running a QB sneak with Sam. Exactly. So, just fall forward, dude. <laughs> like, exactly. So, so, so Sam, Sam had same. literally just ran like eight yards to even yeah. get us in that situation. For one, it should have been a first down to begin with. Uh, and the refs, for some reason, wanted to call him like an inch short. I, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, so, Brett, so when you think back to that first year, Frank straight up told you, he said, I'm playing to win. I'm playing to win. We're we're gonna we're going for it because we want to try and play to win these games. And Frank completely got away from that. He was playing to not lose games, um, and it, his his style just completely changed from what it was. And I think that's exactly what got him the extension yeah. he did the year before. His play style just completely changed. This and this it it might speak to something deeper too because you remember how much. When it, even when he was questioned on these fourth down calls, like back at uh, the Buffalo game that we lost because he was going for these fourth downs and, and all that craziness, uh, his constant go-back answer was belief in my guys, belief in my team. I believe they're going to go get it. I trust them. I'm going to go do it. And then this year you've seen it's like he, he doesn't, doesn't have that belief anymore. He doesn't have that trust. And to one hand, you can understand it because we suck, but then and something has clearly changed with them, and, and that was I think that's a big reason of why he got the boot. And then Peyton says here, and look how we started that first year 
uh, pretty much talking about that 2018 year. And I think that's been the problem with a lot of how we started. Like, if you think back to last year, the um, team that went 9-8, and eight, we started 1-4 and four with Carson Wentz. I think too many times we thought that just because we did it in 2018 and we had Andrew Luck as our quarterback too many times. I mean, this team was built for Andrew Luck. And too many times we look at this team and keep thinking we can do the same things that we yeah. had with him. Sure. We don't have the guy that's the smartest guy in the goddamn building and a completely athletic <laughs> freak anymore. And we got to let that pass shit go. And I think yeah. that's um, it's been that's kind of what time. that's kind of what killed a lot of our starts. That 2018 season was the season <laughs> that I actually gave up on Frank Wright. It was. It was you it gave was up his... on him on the Jacksonville game, six to zero, yep. six nothing. It was the first year that he coached for us, and it was the first year I said I don't want Frank to be our head coach going forward. Um, the only reason I was okay with him as head coach was because of the same reason I was okay with Chuck Pagano being head coach because we had Andrew Luck. The moment. Andrew Luck retired was the moment Frank Reich's career ended as a head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, when we went six, nothing, it had nothing to do with the way that score was. I mean, I mean, it had some to do with it. The reason why I was already over Frank in that game was because if you look back, that was the second time we played Jacksonville. The first time we played Jacksonville, the way that our offense was called the play calls were exactly the same in the second game. On fourth and inches, we ran a jet sweep to Eric Ebron, which scored a touchdown in the first game against Jacksonville. The second time we played Jacksonville, we came down to fourth and inches. It wasn't for a touchdown, though. It was it was in the red zone, but it wasn't in, on the goal line. Frank called that same exact play, and Eric Ebron got lit up in the backfield. Yeah. Why? Because Frank forgot that coach's game plan. <laughs> and that was where I was like, Frank can't outsmart anybody. And... The amount of times we were in scoring in scoring situations where we could have kicked field goals and won that game was – I'm pretty sure it was eight times we were in field goal range. Yep. And we Stop didn't kick it man. once. We didn't kick it once. We would have won that game. Easily. Won that, we would have won that game kicking field goals 24 to 6. <laughs> Think of that. 24 to 6 just kicking field goals. And we didn't. And that was the moment that I knew that Frank Reich was never going to take us anywhere. Yep. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one, man. I, I was a Frank Wright apologist for a very long time. Um, it took me a while to, to get over. It, it was pretty much the end of last year, how this entire team dwindled off. I know everybody, if you guys have been following, I'm pretty sure you have, but how Jim Mersey went to blame Carson for our loss at yeah. the Raiders and at Jacksonville, I, I never took it that way. I blame the entire team. We, yep. we looked crap as an entire team. I blamed everybody. Top to bottom, yeah. And that's when I finally got off the Frank train. It was the last two games of the year that year. I just I just can't think that you could possibly be a team um, that's ready for the playoffs and then just fall off like that two games of the year and only blame your quarterback. So uh, that was just where I fell off that train there. And then we got um, a comment here before we probably get into our last topic here. Um, Chad says, say we end up with the 14th overall pick in the draft. Do you trade up for Stroud, um, or young or try for hooker or Levis, but at what cost? <clears throat> so me yeah. personally, Chad, um, I've talked about this a lot. I I'll try and be quick just so we can get to our, our topic here. Um, but I think Levis is garbage. I think he's the next uh, Josh Rosen. He, he, he will kill whoever's franchise decides to take him the first round. <laughs> Um, but if we had the 14th overall pick, what I would do is personally, 
I'm not going to try and trade up because if you try and trade up, you mortgage your franchise for guys that may or may not work out. If you have that pick, go ahead and take them. But you don't try and trade up there. You take the best player, 14th overall pick, whether that be a, a, a pass rusher, receiver, or cornerback. Personally, that's what I take. Or left tackle. Left tackle because in hey. Indianapolis, we, we, we don't have a fucking left tackle to save our life. No, we don't um, have a right guard. I mean, I wouldn't take a first, right guard with the first overall pick. Look at Quinn Nelson, how that works out. <laughs> I mean, my guy's just falling off. I, um, yeah, but he dominated his first four years, he, all right? He, I think he still he, could. He I mean, still could. I mean, it's tough. Me, personally, I'm just going to say left tackle, wide receiver, receive, uh, uh, quarterback. Those would be my positions. And then um, and then next year, go quarterback. That's personally what I would do. Just And then uh, maybe take a guy like Hooker or uh, Anthony Richardson if he comes sure. out late. That would be mine's there. Yeah. And if any of you guys wanted to chime in on that before we get to the Raiders. Well, to yeah. answer the question below, too, <clears throat> he's bearing an ankle injury, and that requires you to put a lot more weight on your ankles when you're moving outside the, the tackles. Um, when you're running at an angle, um, people are yeah. going to tackle you out of the tackle box. They're going to go low. So being to stay at shoulder shoulder pad level and run through the tackles, run up the middle, it, it kind of saves you. Are you answering? Are you answering? Oh, we're answering Wesley. So Wesley, so Wesley, I brought this up because he was okay. it was a new commenter, so it's okay. a new viewer. Wanted to bring a comment out. in, give him some shout out, some love, and it was it's a good question. And please David's, like and share. Please like and share. Right, and Damon is one hundred percent correct. Um, when you run to the outside, it puts more pressure on your ankles, but you also got to think at um, for some reason this year we've heavily run out of the shotgun. You don't run very much outside of the tackle. Oh, it's annoying. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it, it First really play the is. game tomorrow will be a running back. Will be a running back zone. I promise. Zone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So why we don't we don't know we don't know what's going on with those play calling. We could see a whole totally different thing tomorrow. Um, you got to think new new play caller, new head coach, um, everything tomorrow. What we've seen the last nine weeks, we might not see tomorrow at all. So no telling. Everything in a week, but I mean, and, it's still and, tough. Like I'm going to tell you right now, I, I played running back. Also played point guard in basketball. A high ankle sprain is not something that you can yeah. cut with on at all. So I don't care how much tape you put or whatever. All the tape does is it, limit it, it limits your explosiveness. So you may be able to run normally, but you can't make the cuts. Like if you think back to the Patriots game last year where JT takes that and <laughs> goes uh, 70 yards and, and makes that touchdown, you don't have that explosiveness when you got a high ankle sprain. So it's tough to say, and that's why I'm worried about our running back room with JT. So I am – I'm hoping he is healthy because um, that's one of my biggest questions. So, so speaking of, let's go. Speaking ahead of the game on. tomorrow, let's get into the Raiders. The Raiders, the uh, Las Vegas Turds. Key, you know, so they're key, key matchups. Key matchups. So I'm gonna go from the view of what I see. So Trev, Damon, and then Demarco. So we're gonna start with Trev. Your key matchup for tomorrow against uh, Vegas. Uh, I want to pick two, but I, I won't do that. So I, I'll go ahead with uh, Stephon Gilmore and Devontae Adams. That's obviously going to be key to us. It's their biggest weapon has to be Devontae Adams, is a superstar in this league. And Gilmore, even though he's getting up there in years, he's been very good for us. Like he's looked like the number one, maybe not the superstar, but he's been the number one corner that we've needed. And uh, I'm very excited to see how those downfield plays are going to work out for us. He did have one. Um, Terry McLaurin got him with one. 
the you game winner, up. you know. That was lucky. Sup, that was one in a million. That was oh. one in a million. But, right, right, exactly. And and to that point, right, there, there's a level of sometimes these stars are just going to get theirs. And it doesn't matter what you do defensively. Like, there are these superstar players that can turn it up on that that big moment and just make the play needed. And I, I feel like that's what Terry did. I didn't even give Stefan any, any salt for that. He got his no. hands on the ball. You know what no, I'm saying? 100%. Like, it just happens sometimes. It's a good but yeah, I'm super interested to see him uh, match up against. Him. Okay, okay that's a good one. We hit the ground together and the ball goes incomplete. Yep, that's yeah. that's that's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. Hey, don't worry, guys. You guys go ahead in the comments. Go ahead and comment your key matchup <laughs> also because I already Chad see said, uh, one. Chad said Raiders look horrible. If you know where that chat that <laughs> Jeff Saturday from, baby. Yep, Jeff Saturday. Yep, yep, it did. It did. An analyst uh, about the Raiders. So we'll hit up. We'll hit funny. up those comments and and your guys's key matchups too. So make sure you guys comment your key matchups in there also. Everybody that I believe we got some viewers in here. So, Damon, who you got key matchup? Uh, Colts offensive line and the Raiders front seven, flat out. If they got we, they got they got a couple pass rushers right that are pretty good. Taylor <laughs> Jones, Max Crosby. Um, if if we don't block, we we lose this game in a blowout. Yeah, it's. Okay. I mean, it, last week all over again. Derek, don't get don't get this season wrong. Derek Carr can still go for four hundred yards, four touchdowns, torch us like he did last year. I mean, absolutely torch us. Hunter Renfro, of course, not playing this week, torch us last year. Um. Yeah, it's going to come down to blocking for me this whole game. That that if if there's anything that we could say this game matters the most is if we can block and put points on the board because we know what our defense is going to bring us tomorrow. Um, how many sacks did we give up last week, Demarco? Was it fourteen? Nine, nine, nine. nine. Pretty close to fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Setting records. All right, D. Who you got? Um. My key matchup be, might be a little shocker to you guys, but it's going to be Parks Frazier versus the defensive coordinator. Okay. I, I got to change mine. <laughs> I, think I like that, it. I, I think that is our matchup here because, honestly, if you look at the Raiders' season, they had a 17-point lead against the um, Tennessee Titans. They yeah. had a 17-point lead against the Jacksonville Jaguars last week. They've had multiple leads, double-digit leads against teams, and they have – failed Bro. to finish them out. I don't think this Raiders team is good at all. There's just as much turmoil as us, and our defense is better than most of the teams they face. As much as Devontae Adams is good, as much as Derek Carr is good, I think as long as we can you know, keep doing what we've been doing on defense, I think we can make this team not look as good because Devontae Adams and, and, um, and Derek Carr just haven't – I mean, they've been on some good pages, but it hasn't been sustainable – um, I think this team can be okay. Now, if Park Frazier can come in here, he can run the ball, he can get some quick rhythm passes, he can get the play calling right. If he can outsmart this defensive coordinator who has literally no film on this guy, unless you want to go back and look at college to see how he played um, at, I believe it was Eastern Kentucky. or. But he was a defensive Michigan. coach there. He wasn't even an offensive coach. Who? Parks Frazier. He, no, he was the quarterback's coach. assistant for us. He, for, for a year. For a year, he was Frank's Frank's assistant. Yeah, he was a coach's yeah. assistant. But his college, all of his college experience, he was a defensive coordinator in a defensive. <laughs> no, assistant. he was a quarterback. He played quarterback. But he was a defensive coordinator for Sanford for coaching. East yeah. yeah, he's he's. This is his first offensive coordinator. I, well, job I think yet. even better for him because he'll know how to attack a yeah. defense. So you I can mean, look at it that way. Yeah. But that's why I think it's going to be simple too. Like yeah. we're not going to go out there and see complex play design like we saw in in, in the past. 
uh, in the past. It's, it's I don't think be, like Frank had any complex play design. That's my thing. So that's why I think Parks Frazier is my key matchup. We, I think if he can, you know, yep. dial it up a little bit and get some plays going, I think that'll be the guy versus this Raiders defense. Um, I, I mean, that's my that's my key matchup there. All right. So because DeMarco stole mine, because I was going to say the same shit, I'm going to change mine up a little bit. And I'm going to go Quiddy Pay versus Dylan Parham. You heard Quiddy Pay uh, reaggravated his ankle, right? Is he not playing? He's questionable. He reaggravated his ankle on Thursday. All right, I'm changing mine. changing mine then. Grover Stewart. <laughs> there we go. Hey. Grover Stewart. We're going to get pressure somehow. And it's either going to come from Quiddy Pay or Grover Stewart, whoever's playing the goddamn game. I think Quiddy Pay is going to play because without Tyquan Lewis, I think Quiddy Pay is going to have to play, <laughs> to be completely honest. Who's uh, who's so, there, by the way? We, who's behind we, both we, of them? We lose, we lose Quiddy, or, or no, we lose um, Taquan Lewis, and now Quiddy's questionable. Man, it's getting rough at pass rush right now. Yeah, but the good thing is, is that the two <laughs> guys in the interior defensive line are probably Kill two it. of the best in the league. <laughs> like we need Yannick, are... we need Yannick to turn up this game. I yeah, mean, I need, I need like eight QB pressures and two sacks. Like, so I'm we'll done. go, so we'll go ahead and go to the comments, right? So Yannick. Ashley says Yannick is her key pass rusher. His former team. We got Peyton saying Rocky Sin against his former team, against Pittman. Smoking. Yeah. I, like that, I like that matchup. That's good. That's a, I, instead of Rocky Sin, I'm going to call him Hold Ya Sin because he's yep. going to be holding all day. <laughs> that's going to favor That's gonna favor Pittman I think all so, yeah. day uh, long. I think so. I'm, I'm looking for the holding calls all day. And I'm going to go with Chad, and I'm going to say that his, his comment here, Raiders look horrible. You said it earlier. I'm going to say that he's thinking that Jeff Saturday is the key matchup. And I hey, like that. how about that too? Jeff Saturday versus the would have been Colts coach, freaking Josh McDaniels, the snake. Let's just, let's torch that guy. I'm still mad at him. Chad says Ellinger against the Blitz. And then he asks, will he be able to scramble effectively? He's going to have to. I mean, yeah. I mean, it depends on if he's actually seeing the field correctly. So I don't know how many people out there watch film and whatnot. But if you look at the film from the New England game, Sam was just holding the ball all day. He wasn't really getting rid of it. He wasn't seeing things downfield. So um, to be able to scramble effectively, you got to also be able to see the field and be able to move around in the pocket. So he just wasn't moving well last week. And uh, for him to scramble effectively, it's going to be all on him. Yeah. What I do want to comment on that, though, too, is that when I did watch the film this week, what the Colts need to start practicing is something that Pittsburgh used to do with Ben Roethlisberger, and the Colts used to do it with Andrew Luck. They used to, they used to practice the rollout, right, if a quarterback has to scramble. They used to specifically practice it so that the wide receivers knew if he's rolling to the right, okay, I need to break off my route, right? And, I mean, and that's going to be the Park Frazier. We know Frank wouldn't practice it. Yeah. Right. So that's something that we need to practice because I watched the tape last week and I know I make a lot of comments on Sam holding the ball, but a lot of the times when he needed to move and he stepped up in the pocket mm-hmm. or he had to shift left or shift the right, receivers were flat. the receivers were just standing there, man. Yeah. They were flat footed. They weren't like, doing move nothing. with him, dude. And there's, Give a him specific, there's a specific play where Sam gets sacked. <clears> and I, I, I don't remember which play it was, but he got sacked and the receivers were running short curls. I think that was on the uh, that was in the second quarter. I want to say that was about the third sack. Yeah, so I know um, you watch. I know you watch. Yeah, it. yeah, I know that. what you're talking about. If yeah. I'm a receiver and I see my quarterback under duress so, and I run a curl, I'm moving. 
<laughs> you know the tough. You know the tough part about that is, is if you think about these receivers and who they've played with, right? They've only played with immobile quarterbacks. They haven't practiced any type of scramble drill. So unless Frank has preached it to them at all, they're thinking I'm going to run my route and the ball is going to be here. Otherwise, the play. So I'm going to make. Good. I'm so going to disagree. I know the receiver. I know the receivers should still have the sleight of mind to think like I need to stay alive as long as the play is alive. But I'm just kind of trying to throw something out there from the immobile standpoint. I know it's tough. I know you got to play. I'm just saying like receivers think like they're going to have about two and a half seconds to run their route and the play is probably dead with the quarterbacks that they played. Well, I'm I'm just thinking in the fact that these wide receivers have also played with mobile quarterbacks in college. These guys know how to get open if they need to. It's I mean, I mean, and to think like, like it's, it's like one of those things where people say, well, you know, this team plays inside. They're not going to play good when it's cold. Like these dudes had played football their whole damn life. Yeah, there's instincts that are embedded into them, you know. Yeah, that- and 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 to me, I may, I I don't, I, I may not have to practice a, a, a you know, to, if my quarterback is scrambling. If my quarterback scrambling, I'm trying to get open. Like, hey man, give me the ball. Like I'm doing whatever the hell I need to do, you know. And that's what these guys need to have. They need to have some more instinct. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the part of where all Colts fans scream, I want a veteran, I want a veteran, I want a veteran, because I know T.Y. would have kept running. And, I mean, it's just one yes. of those. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. A, it's a, it's I a mean, tough one there. But that's I what think- you see. That's what you see in the difference between between offenses that struggle and offenses like Buffalo or offenses like Kansas City and things like that. They're receivers. Yep. They yeah, have those instincts. They receivers. But- know, like, if you think about, think about any of, like, the top 100 plays or stuff that they do, yeah. When they when they the think receivers the aren't running their down, the receivers they keep running because yeah. I know my quarterback is still going to be alive and and that's why I say I kind of give an excuse to receivers because I'm thinking they think maybe the play is over instead of thinking Sam can still keep it alive and if you look at any of those plays that Sam had had none of them got out of the pocket yeah. to stay alive well and that's but, that's but here's the thing too though but here's the thing like what I said that specific play right that I saw that kind of irritated the shit out of me yeah. was he stepped into the pocket <laughs> enough and if if let's say whoever somebody, was playing somebody just ran was, inside just ran inside right because it was a, it yeah. was a three curls yep. whoever was in the in the slot receiver ran a short curl it was like a 7 yard curl inside too he didn't even run it outside it was an inside I, curl cuz he was facing Sam all he had to do was take two steps inside to start running inside downfield and give and a quarterback an just, angle and give yeah, him an angle. Sam could have just put it up there. How many right? times did we see Ty get open downfield and never worked out? And Facts. he ran like a 20, 25 yard curl at the top of his seven. <laughs> and every time on third down and long, second down and long, it was open. Yeah. Yeah. See, the tough part for me about that is too is I also think like uh, as I can say. Um, a lot of our receivers, they uh, when they run their their when they're running routes, like if you think about the game plan versus the Patriots, these guys are playing man coverage. Yep. So why are you running three curls against man coverage? You shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's a tough situation. I think our receivers gotta. That's where they gotta use them the brain instincts to what right. you played with and, and make sure well, you stay alive no matter what the play is. I just think a lot of it was just kind of. It just yeah, I, 
I'll play devil's advocate a little bit for the receivers, just in the fact that uh, we, we talk about Buffalo and Kansas City, but what else do those guys have over there is quarterback consistency. They have the same quarterback. Yeah. They get to play with the same guy, right? Whereas our mean. receivers, I mean, you think about Pittman. He's gone from what? Rivers to, guy, to, to Carson. Guy, young guy. <laughs> yeah, he's all over the place. So it's like if you don't Arm get a talent. chance to build that chemistry, right, build that chemistry yeah. and kind of know what that quarterback's thinking, especially with a guy like Sam who's played two games, you know, it's not always easy to – to do that. So I'll play a little bit of devil's advocate for They should have that instinct. They should know to just get themselves open, but I can kind of see where there'd be that, that lack of communication and that I have a new quarterback damn near every week. So I don't know what he wants me to do. Ashley, you know, T Y is my guy. Yeah. Damon, that's a good point. That's a good point that you made there. You know, that, uh, that as well. I mean, our arm talent has clearly has changed from 38 years old to 29 years old. Yeah. It's all over the place. Years man. old to 20. And, and you, you have to, as a, as a receiver, you have to adjust accordingly to those guys, like where it's going to be at, where they want you to be at, like just what yeah. they're thinking in that the moment when they're scrambling. So Dude. just like Peyton says in the comments here, Pittman uh, to me looked like he gives up on the way, play way too quick where he could have just been the way he is. So if you think about it, when you got a guy that's 37 years old and if he tells mm-hmm. you, hey, when we run this play, I want you to come back and curl at seven, you better be there at seven because sure. the ball's going to be in your face mask. So that's what he's thinking. You know, right. it's like tough when you change to a different quarterback, especially like a guy who's pretty much still a rookie. Completely different style. Where he's like, he's not going to tell you where to be on your route. He's like, okay, I need to get you. Yeah. And so, you know, I love, it's, the, it's I love this a, conversation. You know, because we just, uh, we just have had too much change for whether it be yeah. quarterbacks or receivers. You, and, and you can't, you look you at can't the win like that, all of man. our Exactly. You look at all of our receivers. I think all of our receivers are 25 and younger. So. Yeah. And this is and this this is this is why the run game is so important. Yes, exactly. This is this is why where we you know the 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 you know the run game we had last year would have been so important to what we have going this year. If we I were struggling in the passing game, you know, being able to run a hundred plus yards a game would have made it so much easier for Sam to develop and be able I to keep, be like, okay, this is what I'm doing, and then build chemistry, right? Because honestly, even with with Sam right now, we're in growing pains. Yeah. And we know that. We knew that. I, I mean, so I, none of us expected Sam to come in in Washington. But and we're okay with that, too. Yeah, and we're okay with that, right? We're okay with that. That's fine with me. And I keep saying and that I like if that you were to swap this year's QB's QB room with last year's QB room, we'd be both better off in both seasons. Yeah. Right. Well, I, d- I do want to say, too, right? And I, I don't want to question – uh, Sam's leadership. I, I like Sam a lot. I mean, I, I've talked to you guys about it. I'm actually a fan of Sam. I, I hope we move on with him for the rest Me of the season. I like what I've seen from him. Not questioning the guy. But at the same time, I do wonder, because we're talking about like receivers chemistry with him and everything, I wonder how much he's able to step up and say, hey, I want you to do this. I need you to do this. And like, this is where you need to be, be able to take charge of that with guys that have been playing for you'll a couple see. years ahead of him. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I like that. I wonder I like if there's, there's think- a little friction there. I think you'll see that happen more as the season goes on. Uh, you're not sure. going to see that now because he's no. still trying. He's still trying to figure out how he, where he needs to how be. he can do yeah. it. Yeah. What he, yeah, before he tells uh, everyone else, what to do. Like, it makes sense. Like when they, like when they start asking uh, players about like quarterback leadership, so even if you look at a guy like Justin Herbert when he comes out his rookie year and he's amazing, they're not asking him to lead. No. Until like his second, third year. So well, and you 
I don't, I don't know if you guys remember it. That that was something that was uh, really cool about Andrew Luck is that they even had like articles written about him. He came in his very first practice, and he, uh, he I think I think it was Jeff Saturday actually that said he sounded like Megatron. That guy was, and, a, and, and, and Luck is like Andrew, I heard that. You know, like Andrew, he's Luck, him out Andrew so. Luck was a Terminator. I mean, yeah, he, he was that in, guy. Which guys, everybody like, can't be Luck. You're gonna come him, in and he's gonna tell you like where I <laughs> yeah. want you to be, what how it needs to be done. I mean, but even but and even even Luck's earlier years, he was still. He still he was, was iffy. Yeah, he was, he was a leader, but he was iffy with because the guys around he had, him he had the trash. traits, but didn't know what right. to do with them. Maybe right. Like, Look, you're garbage, man. Listen to me. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I, and and I'm the guy that always says Andrew Luck made T. Y. Hilton what he was, and yeah. I'll always say that 100 percent because that they, was chemistry 100. That was chemistry that you couldn't beat. <laughs> like those dudes were just on par. But all right. What we're gonna do now? Ashley has a question. She says, "Price is still on the practice squad." I believe he is, but he is so buried down on that practice squad yeah, that nobody even really knows who he is. That's one of my uh, Oregon Duck guys. I've been a fan of him for a while. All right, so we're gonna do we're gonna do two more two more segments. All right, two more segments, two more segments. Let's let's go through this. We got crew predictions. Crew predictions. We're gonna go ahead and start with Trev. What uh, is your final score for tomorrow? You know, oh, I man, you gotta put I want to be an top. optimist. I want to be an optimist. I feel uh, like we're still going to have some offensive struggles, uh, which I expect, and I'm not going to be mad if we do because there's a lot changing right now. It's it's totally super weird. But I don't know. I feel like I want to go 17-20 with a Raiders win. I don't want the Raiders to win. Uh, well, I, I'll say this, 17-20 either way. Like, I think both teams probably struggle to get it moving. And, uh, you know, hope, hopefully we can uh, we can get in scoring range enough that we let uh, McLaughlin do his thing a little bit, hopefully get us some field goals. I don't know how many touchdowns we're looking at, one or two if we're lucky. But uh, hopefully what we just see is a more exciting offense or, or a free-flowing offense is what I would love to see. If we could score 20 points, I'll be over the moon. I like that. I like that. I like that. Before we move on to the, to Damon, we're gonna go ahead. Chad says twenty-seven, twenty-four Colts. Ashley Damon, who you got? Ashley hold on, has hold on. thirty-seven, uh, thirty to twenty-seven Colts. Yep, I'd Ashley's got thirty to twenty-seven Colts. Go ahead, dude. If we score Ashley. thirty, come on, <laughs> I love it. We did against uh, Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, go, uh, Damon. I got seventeen, thirteen Raiders. And I think That's, the Raiders are going to score on explosive plays. Yeah. Okay. Where, where we like, we hold them down and then they have that one breakaway play. Third and 13, we I almost totally back them. It. And Derek Carr lets a 60-yard ball go to a no-name I can totally receiver. totally see it. Um, yeah. As much as I wish it was going to be the 20 no, no, you, you can't say You can't say no name. Mac Hollins has a name. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, you already know that's, where I'm going with this. Yeah, Col- that's good. Colts specialty Clark, is a third, third, uh, a third string running back running for 80 yard touchdown. Uh, I know name. <laughs> the Colts made Cecil Shorts look like a NFL All Pro for several <laughs> years. Cecil Shorts has a name because he burnt the Colts. Tiki Cootie's on our Tiki team. Tiki Cootie, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we had Peyton over here. He says 13 to 10. Carlson wins the game after Adams and Saint <laughs> catch the 35 yard line. It's a great prediction too. Yeah, it is. I feel like he just like <laughs> he, into the future or something. He watched tape. Specific. He watched tape. Are you All a right, time DeMarco. traveler, bro? DeMarco, who you got? 
Yeah, I, I got to agree with Peyton there. I'm also going 13-10 Raiders win, but I'm not going that they uh, kick a field goal to win. I'm going that nobody scores for the whole <laughs> entire fourth quarter, and the game ends 13-10. Yeah, that's fair. I'm going to go the safe route, and I'm going to say 31-6 to six. No Raiders. way. Oh, come on. No way. Give That's us a bad. little bit of credit. If you we look, if we look that bad, bad, you might as well cancel the pod the rest of the season. You can't play. Okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How are they going to score 31, though? How are they going to score 31? Uh, Devontae's going to need four at least, touchdowns. No, 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 no. Because at least two of those touchdowns are going to come offensively. So basically, you're saying that you're saying the that the defense scores. I can see that. No, so basically, he's saying Sam gets benched in the first quarter. Oh, Matt Ryan oh. gets sacked seven times, and we have three turnovers. That's, so what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, I don't know what to expect from this yeah. offense, and all I've seen from this offense <laughs> is they put up more touchdowns for the other team's defense <laughs> than the other team's offense puts up. So. And, and and you know what and and I get it I'm gonna get a lot of hate for it because we, I am not hoping that. for that it's just what I've seen yeah yeah I mean it's, it's just what I've seen and if you're we right look that bad versus a two and six Raiders team with no Renfro no Waller and we give up thirty one to six like we are definitely fighting we're getting Bryce Young yeah we're getting just, Bryce Young because here's the thing right we haven't scored RCJ a point Stroud. we haven't scored a point in the first quarter. Yeah. Right. The first time we scored first was against Jacksonville. And we kicked three and that was the first play of the second quarter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing, man. It's been a I boring just, season. Until I see a change. D, D this is normally you. This, yeah. is, this is normally you, so that's why that's why I said thirteen to ten because I mean, like the Raiders just look as bad as we. I get do. it. Not worse I get it. Better. If I get it, but we, weapons. but we have made teams who don't look good look fucking good. The yeah. Patriots are not 26 to 3 points better than us. They are not. They are not. No. But they sure they damn look like the last quarterback week. is. They sure damn look like yeah, the last but week. See, but see, that's my thing. The Raiders also don't have a defense that is as good as the Patriots because that's what won them the game. Which they, they which don't by have the way, just one. They don't just have one pass rusher, they have two. Exactly. That are good. So, that are good. Yeah, but, but I mean, they give the up point. these leads. Like the numbers exactly. don't lie. They, they build so these fun. leads and then they give so, them up. So it's like they have the star players. I, I but think it's really, what's happening in the fourth quarter? We might see I'm a record. So much for to me, in my opinion, we're gonna see a record of punts in this game. Oh, like, yeah, I mean, like it's worse than the Broncos be, game, you think? Yeah, it's gonna be worse than that. I mean, uh, it's gonna be three and out, three and out, three oh and out, God. three and out, three and out, three and out. Maybe you get a couple that, that end up on that side. So that's just all right. Crew, crew locks, all right? Dude, any, anything in this game that is a lock. Anything in this game that you think is a lock. Hey, everybody who's viewing, go ahead and give us your locks. It can be players, yards, uh, touchdowns. Oh, let me go first. I got my lock. Whatever, whoever wins. Send it. Whatever whatever you my, think is going to be a lock. I got my lock. Let me go first. All right, DeMarco, lock. go ahead. Go first. It is a lock that the Indianapolis Colts get three sacks. I like it. It's I like it. Yeah. Chase McLaughlin. I like that. Chase that McLaughlin lot. kicks three field goals and makes three field goals. <laughs> that was by. That was about to be it. by. I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be D's too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll say it's. Oh man. Go ahead. You know Frank. what? I'm gonna be an optimist. I'm gonna be an optimist. Oh, I will Here say we go it's, again. It's a lock. It is a lock that we give up 
less than three sacks. Okay. Less than three. Okay. I like okay. that. I like that. I like that. Jeff Saturday is going to get these guys to play half of their salaries worth, you know, and we might have a halfway decent O-line for at least a half. Oh, man. Peyton just hit me with the – Bro, Peyton. Dude, I swear. Yeah, that's, he's looking at that's the more likely. That's more in the likely. future. The he's looking at the future. The holds on a 15-yard scramble in their territory. We get backed up to the 30-yard line. And then it becomes fourth and long. Yep. And then we take a sack, and we got to kick a 51-yard uh, field goal. And then Matt Hawk is going to punt it like 27 yards into the sideline. <laughs> we'll just ask the hey, defense to win it again. Go, go ahead, uh, Damon. Go ahead. I keep on the call you dueling because you're fucking Damon, but go ahead. I want to see uh, Saturday and uh, Matt Pryor. I want to see Matt Pryor get coached up and down the field. Old oh, school yeah. Style. That's, yeah. Okay, but you got to – it's a lock. It's a lock. You got to lock something. Oh, I, I said I said Chase McLaughlin, three field goals was my lock. Easy oh, lock. okay. Okay. If we can get into scoring range, easy lock. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do a lock, and this is gonna go completely against what my scoring fucking points were. You know what? No, 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 no. I'm not gonna lock that because I chose 31 to six, and that doesn't make sense. <laughs> he was gonna lock the Colts to win after. No, 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 no. I was gonna lock Sam getting his first touchdown, but it doesn't That'd make sense cool. if I pick 31 to six. No, I could see uh, it though. I could totally see it. And then McLaughlin missed the field goal. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Fair enough, yeah. 31 to 6, it stands. It stands. Anytime right, I'm going a Colt, anytime a Colt has a career day, we lose. Chad, like Chad just, has a, his boys. Ellinger with 250 pass. Dude, I would be I, I, would I like be that over one. The I moon. like that one. So so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my score prediction, but I'm I'm gonna go completely contradictory. And I'm gonna say Sam gets his first touchdown, but it's not gonna be passing. Okay. Rushes for it. He rushes for a forty-seven yard touchdown. Forty-seven Dude. yards. Forty-seven <laughs> yards. He's like, he's got the ability. Like forty-seven is a little out there, but. And I'm also gonna lock something else too. Uh, Matt Pryor is gonna lit up at least one sack. Oh of yeah, course, I mean, of course you, you can lock that every stuff. single week. <laughs> I, mean, I guarantee you, Chandler Jones and Matt Crosby might be on the same side just to stun off of him to get sacks. And, and Matt, play. I'll add to that lock too. It's either going to be a third down or it's going to be in the red zone that he lets up that sack. Where where we need him to just be steady the most is where he's going to let up the sack. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Chad's with it. Chad's feeling it. It's a lock. Like 47 a lock. rushing touchdowns. Bet the house on it. Let's go. Bet the house on it. Hopefully that's JT and not Sam. No, no, I hope it's Sam. I hope it's Sam. <laughs> for fantasy, because, like, I need JT to go for a 47-yard <laughs> touchdown, man. Oh, man, Daniel's saying that Pryor won't start. Did y'all see that uh, play? Uh, I, I think not. it was the third time. The third time he got beat, and he just started shaking his head. Like, he just knew. Who, he knew Pryor? there was no – yes. He knew there was no way that he yeah. could block anybody. I just don't get it. No, no, no. You I know what it is? It. You know what it is? It's him going like this. Damn. I just gave another sack. I don't know why. Literally, it's what he did. Me. I can't help but laugh. They're still paying I, laugh. Me. I don't I know why like, they're still paying me. That's what he's doing. I don't. Bro, the worst. The worst part is, and we've talked about this in previous shows. A lot of times, you're supposed to go back and watch the tape and see what happened. But when us fans can see it in the middle of the game, <laughs> what the fuck is happening, dude? I don't know how many times I saw Matt Pryor block. The, you know the one tech. And next thing you know, Judon's coming in, and he doesn't 
pass off that one tech and go and block you can, shoot on. You can watch I'm how slow like, his head turns. His yeah. head goes just like this. Here comes Matt Pryor or, or uh, Judon, and then Matt Pryor goes. <laughs> he said, "Oh shit! <laughs> oh fuck! Not again!" Was, was, Not that, again. was that? Was that? Was he mine? Oh my goodness, man! It's miserable. It's miserable to watch. Well, uh, yeah, Colts fans. I I hope we can pull out a win tomorrow. Appreciate all you guys coming into the comment section tonight. We yeah, really hey, this is awesome. Shout out to guys. all the first time viewers. Please really like, cool. subscribe, follow, uh, share. Please help us get it out there. Um, hey, so so just just so everyone knows again. All right, so we are on Facebook. We 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 stream live every Saturday at eight p.m. Eastern. Uh, I put 8.05 just to give everybody a little bit of time to get in here. Um, some of us got kids and things, so we got things we got to do before we come on the show. Y'all could probably hear but, mine wrestling right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, my, my, my one is waiting because her tent is set up in this room right next to me. And I told her, as soon as I'm done, you can come in here and go, to, go sleep in there if you want to. Um, so she's waiting for me. But so we, we stream. I, I'll say 8.05. PM Eastern every Saturday. Uh, yeah, every if week. there's holidays, we will take breaks. Like Halloween, we didn't do a show because everybody, you know, some yeah. towns do trick or treating on Saturday. You know, you know, like Thanksgiving. I don't know if we're gonna do one that weekend because I like food, so I might not be available. I eat Thanksgiving food all weekend. Be it a food comatose. Uh, oh yeah, for real. But we might, we might, we we don't know. We'll talk about it when that gets there. Yep. Um, but we we stream live on Facebook. Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube, right? So if you follow, like on everything, and then share all those, we appreciate it. Also, uh, after every show, uh, I usually do it on Sunday mornings. Uh, I I do post this the show on Spotify, Spotify. so you will so hear to it without the video. Yep. So I know a lot of fans don't like to just sit and watch Facebook videos or whatever. That's how I whatever do mine. I drive around in a truck all day, so yep. I get to yep. listen later on. So. I'm not even gonna lie. I listen to our show throughout yeah. the hey. week. I'll go back and listen to it, and I'll be like, "Oh man, you guys gonna see my great facial expressions for some of the stuff that we talk about." You yep. can come back and listen live on. Or YouTube. what we're drinking that yep. week. Yep, yeah. I'm always drinking. So course, yeah. like for uh, Matt. I got so, a, I got some soju from South Korea today. That's my uh, drink. So oh, your course, like that. And so, then we also got a, we got Daniel here in the comments says, not a first time viewer here, but a first time commentator. I will be back. Appreciate yes, you, sir. Daniel. Keep coming through. Chad, yes, too. Chad hey, first time comments. We love it, bro. First time caller. Chad is a long time listener. First time caller. Love it. Awesome. Love awesome. it. Awesome. We man. love the interaction, guys. We appreciate everybody, man. We we try to be more interactive with the fan, with the with the viewers, the listeners, Facts. you know, fans, if you guys want to be called that. Whatever. We're all the family homies. here. That's all we do. Yeah, the That's homies. Right? We're all we're all miserable watching the Colts. So. <laughs> That's what the alcohol is for. That's what the alcohol is my, for. My stuff is gone. Hey, but story, but story time. Since Trev wanted to bring up, bring up uh, soju, um, I will yes, never sir. drink that again. Okay, when I was twenty-one, or I was twenty-two, it, I was about to be twenty-two. Um, was the first time I ever had soju, and a buddy of mine gave me a bottle of it, and we tried to go into a club in Hawaii, <coughs> and um, <laughs> they told me I couldn't bring the bottle in with me, and I was pretty upset, so I drank the whole bottle. You got right to. there you in got the to. line, and I went into the club, and I was gone. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it, the it, lights it's one of those that sneaks up on you. Yeah, I've uh, 
I've drank just about this whole bottle while we've been sitting here talking, so it'll be interesting whenever I stand up and uh, see the effect it has. Hi. Oh, you guys want to come on? Come on, Brayley, come say hi. What's up, kids? <laughs> There's the kiddos. There's the kiddos. Hey, awesome. Eloisa, what do you say? Go who? Go Colts, right? She said the Colts suck. Go Colts, right? Yeah. Go Colts, that's right. Hey, you say it. Your turn. Say go Colts. What? Say go, go Colts. Colts. I did. Awesome. <laughs> that's what's up, man. Hey, Braley, go ahead and get your blanket and your tablet. Go ahead and do the tent. What do you need? Snack? Yo, shout out Daniel, man. I wish I could go to the games. Uh, most of us don't live in Indianapolis. Uh, I, I know, Matt, you've been to a game. Uh, we have a buddy, Andy, who's usually in our uh, group chat. He goes to the games a lot. Uh, but most of us live out of state, so we don't get to go to the games a whole lot. But that's awesome, man. I love the tailgating. Oh, yeah, man, so, I wish so, I could go to some games. That's my dream to go out. Yeah, same. So, so Andy, Andy uh, was our old um, – yeah, he, he, he used, used to, to host the, the show. show with us. He used to be on the show with us. He actually took me to a game because uh, I was in Kentucky doing training. And where I was doing training was about two hours away from Indianapolis. So he took yep. me to a game. And that game was when we played Cincinnati with Phillip Rivers. And we went down 21 nothing, And then we came come back and won. So it was, it was pretty cool to Good see day. that. You know, it was pretty fun. But. Peyton says he's going to the Eagles game. I'm praying for you, my brother. <laughs> it's going to be a rough day, my guy. <laughs> yeah, it is, man. My wife's going to be talking a whole bunch of shit because she's I, uh, an Eagles fan. So. I actually – I grew up in Indianapolis. I was born and raised in Indianapolis for the first nine, ten years of my life, but I never got to go to actual – I've been to Lucas Oil Stadium for high school state championships, all that kind of stuff, but we never had the money to go to the Colts games. Uh, I got to meet Peyton Manning. He was at one of the state championships. Shouted out to him. I had a sign and everything. It was like super cool. Uh, they, they they put me on the big screen because I had a sign for Peyton. I was like yelling. I was like, Peyton, it's me. He doesn't know who I am, but it was cool. So uh, I uh, I grew up in the Philly. City, though, man. I grew up in Philly, so I met uh, Donovan McNabb growing up. Brian Dawkins' son played on my football team, so I met That's Brian dope. Dawkins a bunch of times. Uh, Barry Gardner came and watched me play one time when I was like 15. And uh, it was just because Brian Dawkinson played on my team. Well, not my team, but he played on the younger team. So they stayed and they watched all the games. It was pretty cool, man. They used to come out to our games almost every weekend. So, like, they had, like, a bar at our field for all the yeah. parents. And uh, Brian Dawkins and Barry Gardner used to hang out up in the bar after the games. And we, us kids would go up there just because our parents were up there. So it was pretty cool to meet them. Um. I, I wish I could have met some Colts, man. <laughs> I wish I, I I got stuck meeting Eagles fan Eagles <laughs> players, but uh, it's gonna be a fun one next week. Um, I met a whole bunch either, of Niners and Raiders. Bro, I'm, Niners and Raiders. I'm from the oh, Bay Area. Man. I'm from the Bay Area. I've been, every game I've been to, we have beat the Raiders over the Niners. So I love that I go every time. You guys remember back to the 2018 year where we beat the Raiders and Mo Ali Cox has the one-handed catch against yeah. the Raiders. I was at that game in Oakland. Was that a was that Kenny Moore's one-handed interception too? No, that one was, was in Vegas in 2019. Right. Okay, I was also at that one. So uh, 
Yeah, pretty much every game I've been to, we have beat the Raiders yeah. or the Niners. I'm a Bay Area fan, so I love to rub it That's in awesome. their face. The fans out there are actually – they act pretty vicious and whatnot. But, you oh, know, yeah. I'm from there, so I always tell somebody I wish a motherfucker would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from out there. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've never been to Indy. I want to go one day and be at the stadium. I, I think I told you all, I, uh, this summer I actually ran to Ben Banigou at the park walking his dog. Nice. Like the most – off the Lily, imagine like me and you're walking by each other at the mall, and I saw his face. And he was wearing a Colts bucket hat, and I looked at my uh my fiance because she went to TCU, you know, he went to TCU too, and he had a TCU quarter zip on. And I was like, oh my god, that's Ben Bandigu. He goes, that's me, and just walks right by me. <laughs> Be ben, weird. Ben, it's ben, 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 ben rest his butt. <laughs> Y'all hear a real funny story, bro? So I was walking around this mall around here, right, Stonebriar Mall, and we were just out here recruiting. Because it's what we do. It's called face-to-face, right? So we're out there trying to find people to put in the army. And we're walking around the mall, and we see somebody that looks like Ezekiel Elliott. And my buddy is like, hey, that looks like Zeke. And I was like, no, nah, that motherfucker's fat. <laughs> I said it loud as shit. I was like, this dude looks fat as fuck. And no shit, it was Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> that that tracks. That makes I sense. Thought, I thought old boy was going to beat me up, but it was Ezekiel Elliott for real. Walking around the mall. TCU, TCU just breaks it open for a, a, like a 90-yard touchdown versus Texas. Finally scored a touchdown to 10-0 on that game. So I want to hit up Chad. Uh, he's, he asked, I'm sure you all have touched on it, but what do you think about the rumor that uh, this Saturday move – uh, sets up Manning to return as GM. I don't know how much uh, fruitation that's going to come, uh, mainly because of how negative it truly was when Peyton left. And it wasn't because of Peyton. It was because of the yeah. how much Peyton, how much negativity it came from Peyton being forced out of Indy. I'm not sure if Peyton truly comes back to be our GM. I, yeah, yeah, I don't believe it. I think this is fan hyping. I, I, I think it's entirely more likely that Manning ends up working with uh, Denver. I know he lives out there now. He loves the city, which I mean, good for him. Like, uh, he, he did what he did for us. Uh, he, he doesn't owe the Colts anything. I don't I don't see him coming back to work 100%. in that capacity. I, I personally believe it. I believe anything that goes on. I mean, it'd be dope, yeah. Jim Mercer would do. Jim Mercer loves his glory days. He'd love to have Peyton back. He also uh, played Manning on the Manning cast when, when Saturday got hired. He said he was sending Jeff Saturday his playbook currently. Um, so – I personally, I mean, you never know what a first day is going to do. So if somebody's saying it, it might. Cheers to Daniel. I don't know if Daniel says, "Cheers, boys! Glad you're rocking the state uh, uh, horseshoe out of state. I've been rocking it since I was in middle school, my guy. Middle school, the only person from California. I was sitting there rocking it. Been a fan for forever. I couldn't afford any jerseys, so when I did start buying jerseys, my first jersey was a Vontae Davis jersey because I thought the Indianapolis Colts were soft. Even as a kid, Vontae Davis just came up and laid the wood on Giovanni Bernard, Cincinnati Bengals, and I bought his first jersey. As soon as I could afford it, bro. And how old are you? I am 28 years old. Uh, I've been a fan. I've been a fan. I've been a fan since the Peyton days, but I couldn't afford a Peyton so jersey. My first, my first jersey uh, is a Bob Sanders Super Bowl jersey uh, yeah, because I grew up in Jersey, right? So uh, we claim the Philly area because I grew up right outside of Camden, uh, New Jersey, which is literally five minutes from Philly. And that's all we ever did was go to Philly, right? So, like, if you were below the Trenton line, uh, it was a Philly. You claim Philly. If you're above the Trenton line, you claim New York. Um, 
Yeah, I it's, mean, it's I'm, from, I'm from the Bay, so the way we grow up, you claim, you claim the Oakland Raiders or the Niners, and I thought right. they were going to trash. So you wasn't about to catch me with one of them. them I mean, on, even though I did, uh, I did uh, mess with a couple of the receivers. Tim Brown was my guy growing up uh, from the Raiders, but I was always a fan of, of the way Peyton and Marvin Harrison played. Them was my guys. Devontae Davis came through and he was laying the hat. I had to go get his jersey number twenty-one. I still got it. It's like three sizes too small, but um, yeah, forever been a Colts fan, forever will be a Colts fan. Um, if we draft Will Levis, I will promise you guys I won't be watching next season. I will wait for that tank show to happen so we can go get Caleb Williams or uh, the guy from North Carolina. But forever, I want Bryce Young. Well, I'll uh. I don't I'll care how much Alabama has been struggling, but Bryce Young is the guy that I think they can come in He's and got take the this talent, offense yeah. over. He's I personally, I got I got three guys, and I list them in order: Stroud, Young, Hooker. Those are my guys. I, my guys, good. my guys aren't in that order. I don't think I have an order yet. I haven't scouted yet. Yeah, um, which I have. Guys in that order. I do have access to scout some things that most fans don't have to use. So once I get into that, which I, I typically don't do it till the end of the season, mainly because it's – I like to focus on the games. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to scout in the middle of the season. But yeah, I, I just start watching a lot of college football. That's the reason I do it personally. But I personally like Bryce Young as being the, the new generational style quarterback, and I think that he can take this offense to the next level. Sure. So. The reason I got him as number two is because he is small. My guy is tiny. Uh, Chad says, what would it take to get one of them hypothetically and me personally would be tanking. to play? Hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. I'm not going to use the word tanking. Continue to play the way we're playing. Uh, fair enough, yeah. It's, it's right same, there. I same mean, shit, different uh, air freshener. It's, 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 it's right there, man. I mean, just keep doing what you're doing. Eventually, uh, the, Texans yeah. should be, the Texans should be able to rattle off uh, not – one, but just two wins, including us on their schedule, who they already tied with, and we're leading by 20. Yeah. Um, Listen, so- as long as – I don't care if we lose out and just win week 18 against Houston. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean that's pretty much all it is, just just to keep getting those. Um, to get C.J. Stroud, it kind of just depends on who picks in front of you. And then Hooker, I think Hooker would be a bottom first-round pick or a second-round pick, honestly, to be so honest with you. Same with Anthony Richardson. So a couple of different guys to go after. It kind of just depends on what the Indianapolis Colts are looking for. And, I mean, personally what they need to do is they need to fix this offensive line. And I think all of us have talked about it here on this screen here personally. Um, pretty much let all of them go and we rebuilt this offensive line, go get you a left tackle, start there, get you a center and a right tackle, and then the, the right and left guard. Here's, figure here's, those here's, out. Um, here's the way I think. We can let everyone on the offensive line go except for Quentin Nelson. I understand that yeah. Quentin Nelson is probably struggling this year, but I also think that it has to do with who's next to him on both sides. Ryan Kelly has digressed. Our left tackle has digressed. There is so no left tackle. Quentin yeah. Nelson is like, I don't know who to trust. Um, I would keep Quentin Nelson and build – the rest of the offensive line, in my I opinion. Um, I think it shows that Chris Ballard has failed in the fact of building this offensive <laughs> line, considering he let Glow and Chris Reed go. In my I miss them. I miss them both. Yeah. So I've been I, missing I, them this year. <laughs> I, w- I will counter, and I'll leave y'all with this. I got I to hop off here. But yeah, we're gonna the, the only counter here. I have is that uh, I think he did build it, right? Like, we, we never had a better O-line than, what, 18, 19, like those years. 
the O-line was – that's what made Phillip Rivers able to be so successful in the very end of his career, right, is the O-line that Chris Bowden built. So I can't, I can't hold him – Overly account, but I do agree he shouldn't have let uh, uh Reed and Glow walk. We should have kept those guys. Should, we should, at least one of them. At least yeah, one we of should, them. We should have. We should. So he he's accountable on that end. But I don't know. I see a lot of people attack Ballard over that, and it's like he, he did what you guys asked for, right? Like he built the O line, and then now it's just failing. It's just yeah, not see, staying the, together. The like, part these guys got paid. Okay. Kelly and Smith got paid, and they're no it's longer. Just, Holding us to me, he tried to blame the reporters for that as well. He tried to yeah. say, "Look, see, yeah, I, yeah, I, I heard that. I caught that." And to me, about receivers, and we get one, and now we're all. And to, like, and to me, it's really showing that the the one player that's missing, right, is that right guard because that was where Chris Reed and Glow played. You see, my well, problem they, is Glow was that right guard spot next to Braden Smith, and they were able to hold up their own. I mean, they weren't great. Right, they weren't what the off what the left side was. Yeah, I think our but, one issue is quarterback, so you can build everywhere else. That's what I think personally. So I'm I a mean, guy yeah, who thinks have, there's more. Issues. I'm 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 clearly I'm I'm 100 a guy who who believes that there's more to the story than just who it is, right? Because if you look at the offensive line, the QB has a huge impact. Well, on yeah, that. I mean, I I know you need a good QB. That's all. I meant a good quarterback, not just any quarterback. But I'm just but saying, I think I'm, that if you figure out your quarterback position, the rest. I'm of just thinking. I I just keep thinking if we had glow in at right guard, how much different this offense would be. You mean even really? if it's just glow? No, even just glow. Even just glow. I, I mean, yeah, Reed, either one, Reed in my opinion. his job because he wasn't playing well down the street. Right, but either one, in my yeah, opinion, yeah, no, yeah, would yeah, have no, made no, this no, offense ten times better than what it is right Better than now. what we got, yeah, 100%. Uh, couple we have a Facebook user here. here. Yeah, that's I don't, I don't know who on, that uh, is. Before, before that really quick, chat said uh, Stroud and Young are top five. You think our record alone gets us a high, up that high? So personally, Chad, we haven't been playing well enough. We we've played well enough to where I think we'll play, we'll win zero games down the stretch, even against Pittsburgh and uh, Houston. Um, so I do think our record could get us that low. If you look at the, the around the league before this past um, Thursday and stuff has went. A uh, total of like 17 teams were all had the same record of like three wins. So yes, I think our our win total could get us there. Just depends on how we go down the stretch. And then yeah, Facebook user Curtis Painter as our quarterback coach. No, keep uh, Curtis Painter away from the team. Uh, Dan Orlovsky. Far too. away. Keep Dan Orlovsky away too. Everybody no, likes him on ESPN. That, but that's got to be that a, stuff, a that's troll. Just, that's just that's just all pain. Hey boys, I gotta hop off, but yep. All right, guys. Colton, so this uh, was this was definitely do something tomorrow. <laughs> hold on, Trey. Yeah, so this was definitely a good show, man. And uh, we appreciate everybody that was in here. Facebook user, I don't know who you are, but hopefully next week. Oh uh, yeah, we appreciate you watching. Hopefully next week that you'll come back with your name on here. Uh, hey, even if you like don't come, you a shout out. even if you don't come through with your name, like, share, and subscribe. Like, share, and subscribe. Love it. Damon, you're the most quietest person on here. <laughs> I tried. I can't try to keep including them. I kept trying to stop everything and you know ask and just get Damon's word. You know, hey Damon. Damon. Damon likes to get involved. So this is what. Uh, so moving forward, we'll figure that out on the outside. So, hey, comments, 
keep them coming, man. You guys were phenomenal tonight. I know you man. guys had us go two hours, man. I know yeah, me, and hey. to, me and Trev about to get in trouble here. Yeah, thanks. Hey, you'll be all right. You'll, y'all will be all right, man. Y'all will be all right. But, hey, great show. Uh, and we appreciate everybody coming out. And hopefully you, tomorrow Wolf we Nation. get this dub, man. I know I I know I have the, prescri- the, the prediction a little odd, but I'm hoping we win. I'm going to be rooting tomorrow. I'm going to have my beer. I'm going to be ready to go. You're Let's go need Colts. It. It's always for the shoe. Always, yeah, always. for the always hope the shoe. for a win. But if we lose for Bryce Younger, CJ Stroud, you won't hear me complaining. I promise you. No we matter what. Win. We want to win. Um, no matter what, it's always for the shoe. All right, so everyone, right, have, have a good night, and let's get ready. Hey, make sure y'all follow or join the group for the shoe because we'll, we, we will have uh, the game thread going on tomorrow so that you guys can comment and talk about the game in the middle of the game tomorrow. So join the group for the shoe, and uh, – Let's like, have a good time, subscribe, guys. Like, subscribe, comment, follow, and listen on Spotify. Help Spotify is one of our newest things, so go ahead and listen on Spotify, all right? Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you, guys. everyone. Great show, great show. He is going to drop the throw. Fires deep along the right sideline for, for Alec, Alec Pierce. Pierce. He's got it. Touchdown! Touchdown! Alec Pierce spikes it into the 